Mic check, mic check, Yo, mic this check. Is, this, is that this, recording? Yes, Dan, this is a tough episode. Um, what a long week. No, Philip. Philip, our listeners are tuning in to get some uh, upliftment from us. Let's not drag them down deeper into the doldrums. We acknowledge our sadness, but we move past it. We acknowledge our voices, and we move past them. <clears throat> This is worse than I thought. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> One, two. This is really bad. This is all Natio's fault and Yasha David's fault. I want everyone <laughs> to know that. Yo, do you know what? Okay, let's get to it. So, <laughs> it's been a long week, guys. It's been a very long week. Um, almost, almost like the day after we recorded, we hit with the tragic news of uh, Ricky Rick passing. And for me, it was a doubly impactful day. In fact, let me let me let me queue up this little tribute uh, while this plays in the background. Shout out to Sunnow musician who made this little tribute to Ricky Rick. Um, it was really tough, Dan. This was really tough. And then that same morning, also got other tragic news that. A long-time friend of mine, someone who basically I'd have one of the first people I have mental health discussions with. I think one of the reasons why we even have Mental Wellness Mondays today, um, a good friend called um, Dabile Mpe, um, she also passed on. Um, for those of you that might not know, she was very vocal about her struggles with, with mental health issues, with, with uh, depression and bipolar disorder. And she said he isn't with us no more And so someone was very near and dear to me And it was just a tough, tough day there It was a tough day, you know And you know, the, the saddest thing is like You're going through, trying to find photos And you're like, yo, I didn't take much photos of this person Because I'm always the guy behind the camera So I have photos of them Like I have photos of Ricky I have photos of Tabile I don't have photos with them and that's something I'm actively going to be doing um, throughout this year. Just take more photographs with the people I care about because it's sad, man. Really is sad. Um, but as they say, the show must go on. And the show will go on. I mean, I've had a week to process it. Um, earlier today was Ricky Rick's memorial. Sadly, I couldn't watch it because I just couldn't bring myself to it. I don't know if you watched it, Dan. Nope. Not at all. I mean, I, I tuned in super briefly. And I was like, nope, this is going to make me too sad. I'm all good. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, okay, we're going we're gonna to address a lot of things. So, yeah. Um, what were we even talking about? We're starting the show, then. Oh, yes. Okay, I was going to say, um, there's obviously a lot of things we need to address. First of all, I am really glad we recorded on Tuesday last week. Because um, the news obviously broke on Wednesday about Ricky Rick. That's really loud in my ear, Phil. Uh, so, yeah. Um. You no, know, let's, let's let's do it later in the show. 
because um, I don't want to dwell too much on this. But I think um, this week, uh, before I even start the show, um, I think the African doing it big and the person I dedicate this episode to. I haven't, obviously, I haven't discussed this with Dan, so he has no idea. I don't know if he's lined up someone. But I, I think we need to dedicate this episode to Tabile. Um, it's not an overestimation. It's not me exaggerating what she did, but um, through personal conversations that I had with that woman, um, she definitely helped me see the importance of therapy, um, getting my mind right. Um, just looking back, like the beginning of our conversations, I was, I was such a hotep, I was such a... <laughs> such a problematic person who's always speaking against like taking the white man's medication and you know what do these mental ill elements actually mean and to see where I am today that growth was mainly because of her so this episode is is for you Tabili and uh, I hope you're in a better place I hope you're at peace now and thank you for everything and yeah I think it's time to start the show, Dan. You want to start the show? I mean, we need some kind of segue, Dan. I mean, you know, just get into noise. Tabili would want it no other way, Dan. She'd want it no other way. Oh, well, here we go. She'd want Elephant Man right now in her ear. Good to go. Sound a big thing now. Hey, 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 hey. Get my dog. Let me hear a drum play. We celebrate nothing but positivity over here in 2BT. We're going to raise the elevation, moderation for the nation, right. reduce mental complication and consternation for the nation. Welcome to another episode of Two Bro Twimbles. We're here to up the energy. We're feeling sad, we're feeling low, but we need your help as our listeners to make sure that we get through the show. We got a lot to talk about today. Let me introduce myself. My name is Denny, that guy, aka Danos the Mad Titan, aka Denford Wekumaraini, aka Denimbi Malafia Entertainment. AKA I'm down with the streets and I'm the power, but no gonna better voice. Because uh, yeah, aka Aguna Moon went to I feel I feel like that was I feel like that was unnecessary. <laughs> and he's here with honor only the unmistakable, the irrefutable, the unquestionable Phil Chat, aka Flame Flaws, the big boss, but aka Sexington Lovo. AKA DJ Mukarad. That's racist. AKA Filthy Phil. And of course, a shampoo. The drinky. And yeah, both Dan and I are without voices. Um, wow, Dan. <laughs> it's actually. Actually, can we call the person responsible, please? Please call Nyasha David. I got it. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna connect now. But yeah, we, we need to call the people responsible because I want them to hear what's going on right now. Wait, do I have? <laughs> oh my goodness there's a lot to talk about let's we're gonna get straight into it. you know what zimbabwe is doing it big our phil has already dedicated this episode and that is that is dope but i was gonna quickly mention the zimbabweans who are doing big things at nama including natio 
Uh-huh. We're, we're, we're going to get more into more into detail. Uh-huh. But very proud of that youth, that uh-huh. youngin. Uh, also, want to give uh, a, a big shout out to everyone who was involved at Nama and everyone who won an award and some people who really surprised me and did uh, and did great. Mm. I have to forget the device and ref- ah, come on, come on, come on, Roadcaster, you can do better. You can do better. Mm. Okay, give me a second. I'm going to connect. Uh, Douglas, remember? Oh, okay. Danny, remember to edit this and. Uh, <laughs> King. Mr. Nyasha David. David, what do you say? Wagwan, you are live on the podcast, Two Broke Twimbos. Oh, what it is, what it is, what it is. Uh, dude, don't talk to us. We are very unhappy with you. Can you hear this? Can you hear this, bro? All of us. No voices. Yeah. You bastard. You. You're a bastard. What did I do? This is all your fault. I want you to know. And Marianne. You and Marianne have a lot of things to answer for. You were when you unveiled the Akko foot. In the motorbike foot. You do to bike. What are you? What do you think you are? Eh? Sons of anarchy. Street, of street talk. Eh? I'm trying to do the thing. Nyasha David, man, allow us to give you your flowers, bro. That was one of the most epic performances I've ever seen in my life, let alone in Zimbabwe. I'm there. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And you know, you know the, the weird thing is like, we saw the rehearsals and we, <laughs> we, we, we could see the vision, but we couldn't really see the vision. And we, the most thing we were just worried about, like, please don't let that clutch slip. Please don't let that clutch slip. Please don't let that clutch slip. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, t- so first of all, I'll tell you what. I, uh, you know what, Nyasha David, I've been to many of your performances, actually, and I've seen you perform. But it was always like my acoustic sets, which he does. Love, love, yeah. GGG. So I was surprised yeah. to see you actually bust moves on the stage. Did you see Nasha? I saw him getting CP up the paint. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me, how much rehearsal did you guys do? Well, the funny thing is, I've always been a dancer. I've actually, I was actually a dancer before I think. What is up with these R&B dudes? Huh? <laughs> these Pardon? damn R&B dudes. <laughs> I know ah, 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 Nyash. Well done, my man. Well done. I uh, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. What's the what, what's the feedback you're getting so far? Pardon? What's the feedback you're getting so far? Everybody's just talking about it. Like if, if, especially after your your guys. Well, yeah, I know. Just you know, just trying to get the no, word. No, like out seriously, there, you know? there's there's a there's a there's a tweet that is really like sort of like trending right now. I think it was you, Danny. Who yeah, who yeah, you know, in good influence like, in way, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's got like like I'm opening it right now. It's got like sixteen thousand views, right? And yeah. two hundred and twenty-three retweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think, oh, do you know the reason I tweeted it? Because I know just talking about it, people will be like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was a good performance. They won't, even if I just put the link or I retweet Nama's tweet or something, people will be like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they did well. Anyway, what's on, uh, what's on Netflix? I want people to, to, to look at it just, yeah. Because the moment yeah. people saw it, so many people, their response was, wait, what? And the weird thing is, that video doesn't even capture the energy in the room. And yeah. that's why I really miss going to live performances. Because the energy in the room during that last performance, from the time the motorbike came down to when Nati was descending from the ceiling. Yo, yeah. 
And Chills. You have to. This is an awards show. This is not a concert. Mm. At awards shows, people sit down at their tables. Not at this <laughs> show. Uh, that was because of us, then. That's why you also don't have voices. <laughs> nah, you know what? It's, 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 I, I, I feel like Zimbabweans don't realize what they have. You know, like we, 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 we look down upon each other and we don't see potential. So now, this is why they dubbed this award show Ama Level because they wanted to show that the level is getting higher, like the bar is getting higher, and they really pushed us because I didn't know how to ride a motorcycle. And I had to take lessons. And I had to really, like, really do lessons. And that motorcycle is heavy, bro. And I had to, like, like calm my nerves. And I had to practice and all that stuff. And because they're trying to, to do something that has never been done before. And I'm, and I'm grateful that it really came out like that. That's dope, man. And the other thing that I didn't realize. So, Mariana, I, we played it on this podcast when it came out. And, I mean, it's a dope song. I know that a lot of people love it. But recently, I opened it on YouTube. It's got over a million views. I'm like, wait, people checking for Nyasha like that? What up? So shout out to you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like there was, there was like a resurfacing of that song. But you know we released it over like, like two years ago. Over It's nearly close to two years ago. Yeah. I don't know what happened last year. People started playing it a lot and people started like really waking up to it. People started getting and, married again. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Speaking of exactly. which, if you bring the motorbike, you can you can perform at my wedding. <laughs> oh, that's the condition. <laughs> I, I have to check. I have to check with Madam first. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 Honestly, we called you to complain. Listen, listen. Our, we don't have voices, and we're supposed to be recording a podcast right now. This is a, this is poor, poor. Busy shouting, Mariana! Like, I'm really happy about the response, man. Like, we 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 tried to do something that has never been done before. We were scared, we were nervous, you know, and I'm just really glad that the reception is good. You know, we didn't execute it how we wanted to execute it. Like, it wasn't 100%. But we're grateful for the response that is coming mm. back, you know, because people see that we, we're actually trying to be different. We're trying to, 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 to step it up. And I'm grateful about that, man. So we're actually going to get into a review of the NAMA Awards right now. It's part of our discussion this morning. So I want to hear your thoughts overall. What was good? What was bad? Uh, what do we need to do again? What do we need to do better next time? Ah, dope stuff. You want me to answer that now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was good? Let's start with what was good. Positivity, push and pee. You know how we do. Well, the this is this this is what I've seen. This is the difference of what I've seen. On the uh, me, I'm biased, man, because I have so many point of views. Yeah, that's why we I called have you. Point of view. Yeah, I have a point of view from the artist perspective. I have a point of view from the audience perspective, and I also have a point of view from the organizer's perspective. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, which one should I start with? And let's hear all of them. All of, whichever is the most pertinent and the most yeah, controversial. From the organ- well, from the organizer's perspective, I'm telling you, Kuruta Moon, like Kuruta Moon, the moon. Because what we had on the board and what came out, panic a different chance. Kuruta Moon, the moon. And there, there were mistakes that we could have avoided and there were things that we could have, you know, like 
done better what? because but really? you know like we, nah, we accept we what what we accept from the audience I, okay which things mira my mistakes up ama mistakes angari kumdara pane paizo bo freeze ama ma no my ma footage by freeze pa ma scenes by pa ya I'm sure people didn't notice that because the time is 9 p.m. Oh. <laughs> we'll go up with the with the with the, the the hour every hour. Every hour the woman will be like the time is 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. I think I think I think those are some of the nitty-gritty things that we can fix technical issues. You, you, you know, know what Yasha? You know like technical yeah. glitches and stuff. Obviously you want to do your best to cut them out and prepare for them and all of that but they're always going to happen there's always going to be something one or two things and yes they were there um yeah. and we should talk about how to fix them for next time but i i think don't beat yourselves up over too much over technical glitches it's just okay next time we have to keep in mind kutichi eh pama video katofana or die 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 or whatever the case is yeah of course of course then from the audience's perspective you know we hear the the reactions of people and we hear the 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 audience reactions and I'm like what people are actually enjoying people are actually saying it's dope because from the immediately from the organizer's perspective and also from the artist's perspective I can hear so many mistakes especially when I was on stage trust me I heard so many mistakes I was shouting the moment I came out that stage I was shouting but funny enough I see people looking at me screaming and I'm like what so these guys are actually enjoying and I know that I'm making a mistake but people don't see that. Yeah. People see Nash David rocking the stage. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be grateful that the reaction is like this. Because it's the mistakes that they didn't see. If if they did notice that there were mistakes, it's okay. We can fix them. If, but if they didn't notice that there were mistakes, then the better. But still, we have to fix the mistakes. I am when it comes to like stage performance and being in my artistry I am very strict everyone knows that you get what I'm saying because they know that I'm very strict with that so I was really beating up my beating myself up after the performance and I was really shouting at people after the performance why would you change this and that why would you do this on stage and that and that and that but as soon as I got out everyone was like oh my word hugging me they're talking about performance and stuff and you know i just laid back a little and it just took some time and and you know but i am still going to fix it. i am going i'm still going to talk to my band and i'm still going to fix it but uh, overally we are grateful that for the response man it it will never take it away no matter how many mistakes we made the response will like will never be diluted by that and we're so grateful that this is the response that we're getting you know Dope man. I I I I listen man, you know higher is the only level, you know. <laughs> oh, higher is the only level. Yeah, yeah. No, and the higher is the only road on I'm level. Yeah. And I, um I think the only other thing that I wanted to mention as well. <clears throat> there was obviously um okay, there were three things that you had to consider. One was the mixing for on stage and the artist Let's not talk about that because it doesn't yeah. affect the majority. But then there was the mixing for TV versus the mixing for um, uh, uh, live, right? 
So yeah, which one was yeah. the preferred that you guys were going for? Why well, I, I didn't get that. Sorry. Mixing so obviously this this show was live on TV and also there were people live in the audience. So there's uh-huh. a, you have to kind of balance those two. Which one were you aiming for? Which one was the organization trying to go for as the main priority? Is it for the TV audience or I is think it for there were like there were partners who came in to help us with that and I'm sure like equal sort of like equal resources were allocated for both. Like we weren't trying to lower the level of some other department to make another department like come out very well but it was like the resources were allocated equally so that the thing comes out proper proper hey dope i think by the by your performance the mixing and balancing in in the in the studio was i mean in the in the auditorium was dope it was like perfect but like yeah. earlier on in some of the earlier um performances i was like mm, mixing is a little bit off gg but when i watched it back on tv i was like it was balanced properly on the on the video so, yeah the acoustics in the room uh, i tend to fluctuate a little bit but when you hear the thing that's been actually recorded you think it's insane it's ball but the acoustics in the room man i know it's not only i mean it's as nice to it yeah <laughs> Hey, I'm dad. These are small things, dad. I'm a small, small. I told Dilanazo. Next time we go even higher level. Yeah, we're hoping that the next one will be dope. Dope, man. Ah, huh? shout out to you. Shout yeah, out to man. your performance. Hey, listen. Thank if you. you if you haven't watched Nyasha David and Natio's final performance, please just go on YouTube right now. Just search for Nyasha David Natio or Nama 2022 or whatever. You'll see it. Trust me, it's worth it. Goosebumps. I was feeling goosebumps in the room. I was also feeling goosebumps just watching it back afterwards. About the choice of <laughs> of the choir, choir on a live performance. I know Budam Dad. Yeah, I know Budam. Choir no right. Unveiled really came through with that. Plus, my dancers footy. Ah, gungem skano wa se colors where where. Ah, ah, vai rova but dance floor. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with the white hair. It's apparently, that's the colors chick. I saw it in the YouTube comments. Yeah, she was. She was actually the one who choreographed my. Which are raw? I was. Ah, they were. They were doing their thing. Yeah, she's talented. She's really talented. Plus, boys, they had the drums. <laughs> they were the only people on time. They came on. They, they came and found like, guys, where's everybody? We've been here. I thought you said we're starting <laughs> at five. I mean, it's quarter two now. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, know. Yeah. Nyasha, flowers for you. Shout out to you. Thank you very much um, for some Thanks of the so much, behind the scenes Thank thoughts. You so much, guys. I really appreciate. Nah, no, you're welcome. You can you can eco cash us the payment. Thanks, but also uh, it pokes upon you for making us lose our voices. <laughs> Thanks a lot, my guys. I appreciate. Ibo man, I it bim that. All right, stay blessed. Same to you. Ah, Nyasha David, lovely man, lovely man. Um, yeah, look, um, we have some thoughts on Nama as well. I mean, uh, as you may know, <laughs> yeah, boys, uh, Phil and Dan, we were uh, we were hosting the red carpet. Mm. So uh, look, like uh, like Nyasha, 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 like Nyasha. That's actually a tongue twister. Like Nyasha said, um. There are things that there were mistakes and glitches that happened. Um, 
overall, Phil, I think we did a good job. Most people won't see most of the job. <laughs> yeah, because we are not advertising. You know, let's not because we're about to invite the person that hired us. So let's let, let's chill. Um, we'll we'll give our food review afterwards. Let me let me just send him the link here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But I mean, okay, let's okay. We'll talk about the red carpet in a bit. But let's talk about the overall overall the awards. Or, or, or let me start off by saying. One of the things that makes any awards show successful is the glitz and glam that's associated with it, right? Because it has to feel like it. It's, it's, there's definitely an influence. The important people are there. The important people care about it. Therefore, I must care about it. And the important people were there. Starting with the, the minister yourself, Kirsty Coventry. Uh, we interviewed her on the red carpet. Some of the biggest celebrities you can think of, they were all there on the red carpet, rocking different uh, you know, designs and designer looks and GGG and all of that. And then um, I would definitely say all the celebs, all the important people that you would expect at awards show, like a lot of them were there at the awards show. And the de- definitely the glitz and glam was at a high a, level. A, a level, A level. There were people looking incredible. There were people, Anna, Anna, Anna KVG, Anna, did you see Vimbai Zimuto's outfit? Yes, KVG dressed to the nines. Vimbai dressed to the nines. Vimbai the Zimuto. two broke twimbles dressed to the nines. My gosh, <laughs> the two broke twimbles. <laughs> we, we, uh, we have to give a shout out to Fome. Because we were shining. In uh, literally and figuratively. L- literally, we were shining on that red carpet. <laughs> of which, on top of that, I wanted to, I wanted to just say, Vimbai Zimuto probably Ndiaga Kangani Sama lights, Pipe. Because her outfit featured lights. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she looked, she don't really remind me of, she reminded me of Chris Tucker from The Fifth Element. I don't remember that. Was he covered in lights? You don't remember Chris Tucker from The Fifth Element? There was that time when he had that hairstyle that matched the collar. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I remember, I remember. I, I, I didn't, I don't place it from the Fifth Element, but I know the look of Chris Tucker that we've often seen. No, this one you don't know it, so you don't remember it. But this, yeah, hey, I've seen that. <laughs> that was Vimbai. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, I mean, people were looking glam. Who else? Um, Lorraine Guyo was looking mm. splendid, immaculate. Mm. Mm. Um, there was a lot to behold. There was a lot to behold. You may remember as the Ndinyengeo girl. Um, She's really parlayed that into something promising. I have to give it. I had a conversation with someone who was like very upset. Basically like, hey, what is she even famous for? Hey, Gigi. I was like, how can you be upset that someone had a single moment of virality and grabbed it with both hands and now they're a standard celebrity that everyone talks about? Ah uh, no, she, she she's grounded. She's grounded. I, she's grounded. I have to give her props. I mean, I don't know what she does. What does she is? She's not an. She's act- an actress. She does appear in some things. That's true. Yeah, she's an actress. She's uh she's very often in music videos, but she's just famous. Just just nje. moving the the needle. Um, speaking of famous people, the hosts Leroy Gopal and Ahmad, solid job. Mm-hmm. I like Leroy's hosting. Um, Chi Mende was there. Yes, he was indeed. Star power from South Africa held the room, you know. Um, Very expressive. I like how she's. <laughs> you know, your podcast listeners can't see your hand movements. No, when we, we, we're supposed to interview her soon, so when we do, we'll record because she's very hand expressive. She's very like a like a music conductor. Very. Madam Boss was there. Um, Passion Java was Daddy, there. Daddy Boss was there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In shorts, not not Daddy Boss. I mean Passion Java. Oh yeah, but I didn't see him though. I I didn't see him in person. I just saw the pictures afterwards. I was like, oh, 
Because where we were sitting, we could see people coming in and out of the main gate. I mean, door. It was just weird. Anyway, anyway, we we want to we want to speak to the man behind the awards himself. Mm. Look, you know, Two Broke Tumbos gets access, exclusive access all the time. Exclusive, exclusive. It's what exclusive. we do. We want you to understand what it took to make the Namas, and we're going to give you a comprehensive review. Mm. So, um, we've invited uh, the man behind the event for the past few years. His name is Napoleon Yani, mm. uh, aka Napster. I mean, he obviously has some ties to Two Broke Twimbos. He was once a correspondent. He was for, for Two Broke Twimbos, yeah. <laughs> which is which is sad because one of the people he was correspondent. I literally had to send the video to Mel. I don't know Napster if you know this, but I sent one of the videos you did for us a few years ago because he did an interview with Cooley Roberts, and then Mel wanted to compile a bunch of videos for a funeral. And she was like, "Yo, Phil, I remember you interviewed uh, Cooley. We sent those videos over." I was like, "Oh man, we did, man. That's so sad. Yeah, so many people are dying, man." Anyway, Napster, how are you, sir? The director of the National Arts Merit Awards and Napster himself, but, you know, to show respect, we'll call you Mr. Nyan. You joined at the perfect time, my guy. Mm. <laughs> nah, it's good, to, uh, it's good to be part of the Two Broke Twimbos, even just for one night. Thank you, first of all, thank you very much for including us in your plans and thinking of us to host the red carpet. I'm sure you will agree that we were looking spiffing. <laughs> so you, you go through the look, look first, look, not our work. Look deeper. No, one by one, Philip. The looks, we were deeper. I'm sure we were smelling nice, you know? I don't know if you came I, close. I, 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 I did not sniff you, but you looked good. <laughs> <laughs> and then, obviously, um, I mean, I think we did a good job. Uh, considering. Ah, we worked. Ah, we worked hard. <laughs> we worked Especially hard. for considering. Yeah. I, I know Magasha now. You know, a problem was late in front of us. We problem solved. We are prob- problem solvers. Is that that's what we are? Um, obviously, for for such a huge event and such a um, a complicated event as Nama, there's always going to be little problems and so on. But I think overall, Napoleon, most people would agree that the event was a huge success, and people are genuinely impressed with the quality of the event so far. So, well done to you and your team for all the hard work that you've you put in. Yeah, and you know, you know how I know Napster takes his craft seriously. Because he has been going to other awards shows. I don't know if that was just an excuse for holiday, but you know, research, mm-hmm. research, you got to get research in so that you know how to do it for, for Nama. But yeah, tell, tell us, man, tell us, tell us about it. We want to hear from the man who organized it. Do you view it as a success or are you one of the people we just spoke to Nyasha David who says, I, well, people told me it went well, but there were so many things that I thought we could have done better. Why are you selling him out like that? Oh, um, guys, we're a podcast of we're a podcast of of honesty here. We're bringing the real to our listeners, the real. But overall, I mean, he was he was quite happy with how people responded. But yeah, how do you see the event overall afterwards? I think we had uh, a number of wins, um, which 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 we we've been celebrating and we're happy with. There's some areas where we where we did well. Um, I think I've learned to be kind to myself and to the team, you know, to say, okay, listen, we, we, we did this really well. There are areas where we failed uh, partially, there are areas where we failed dismally. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those, at the end of the day, you have to give yourself, if you were to give ourselves a percentage, I would say, yeah, maybe 60%. Um, on, our, on our first edition, which was in 2020, which was number 19. Um, I gave, I, I, I would, I, I, after those awards, I was like, ah, 40%. So we've improved. I think we've gone to 60. 
but at Satitago, Shigoma distinction, Nikuchichi, we've still got a long way to go. Um, you know, as a country and as an event, specifically Nama, we've got a long way to go. I, I, we're far from from power or from, you know, the, 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 the basics for Kutitins, where we can get onto the map and, you know, we can have the region taking us seriously, the continent taking us seriously, the world taking us seriously. We've got a long way to go, but we, we've been improving. So we have to celebrate the small wins. Mm. Mm. One of the yeah. things, obviously, that you have to acknowledge about NAMA is, um, unlike probably almost every other awards show in the country, NAMA is is it's about it's like a national event you know what i mean it's not just uh oh we got some adjudicators oh we got some it's a national event that involves the government the ministry the national arts council so it's such a this it's this huge sort of complicated thing that needs to be managed and rested into something that makes sense so for uh, like i was i was trying to explain to phil as well when we're having a conversation about should some things be on tv or should other things not be on tv and you're like well I mean, this isn't one of those things where you just choose the most entertaining parts to go on TV. You also have to consider the fact that it's a national event that includes diversity and all the people and GGG, all of that. You know what I mean? Exactly. So how did you manage to balance the fact that you have to deal with government and ministry and make sure that they're happy and then also still make this thing that's on TV and is not perceived as, you know, the usual stuffy thing that maybe people associate with, with the government things? Can you hear our voices, by the way, Napster? This is because, this is because of the closing concert, the closing show. And obviously, no, red carpet. <clears throat> so much red carpet. Yeah, plus oh, red carpet. Oh, hazard pay, hazard pay. Can I put him a bonus? Can I cheat? I'm not going to I think I think we need to make a plan for Danny. I feel sounds like he's just fresh out of. <laughs> ah, no, it's down. I've, 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 I've just been downing a lot of tea. Dan, I'm not tea. I'm not tea. Oh, shit. I'm not tea. <laughs> um, no, to, 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 to answer your question there Danny um, about how do we manage to strike a balance or to manage the, those relationships with all those different stakeholders um, it's a difficult task um, the, the interests of all these stakeholders are very different we've got four main stakeholders number one is the artists which we like to believe are the most important stakeholders in this whole um, process of the award number two is the public which is you know the people that consume the art number three is the corporates which are the people that are meant to be bankrolling the event and funding the arts and then number four is the government which is the bedrock these are the um the government the the national arts council of zimbabwe is a statutory body uh formed by the government for the sake of you know uh regulating the arts um, or the arts industry. So it's um, all those different stakeholders have got very different interests and it's difficult to balance. You know, we, we're always playing, playing, yeah, balancing acts. Um, for example, I was having a conversation earlier uh, with Patience Musa and um, Lucky Aaron. And, you know, one of the issues was, okay, so we've got a corporate that gave uh, a prize at NAMA. Uh, the prize was life assurance for a period and so now to the artist it's like ah, I'm only for life assurance but don't do so bad you know 
And so we are stuck in the middle where artists are saying, if you want to give me life assurance, just give me life assurance. That's the interest of the artist. But the interest of the other stakeholder who's the sponsor, they're saying, yes, I will. But I won't give you for life. I'll give you for a few months. After that, you have to pay. So, so these ones are trying to do business. So these ones are now saying, ah, but you are hooking us with a prize that looks like a prize, but in the long run, you want to make money from me. These are guys that are like, yes, we want to make money from you. You are a customer. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, so we're stuck in the middle, you know, trying to have this event and you've got all these different interests. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. And we still have to, to do it. We then negotiate with each side. So it's a, it's a, it's a tricky balance. I'd actually forgotten about that. I wrote down some notes and I forgot to write. Oh yeah. The, the prize was interesting. Um, okay. Napsa, I want to start with a few potential criticisms that I've seen online or that I may have observed myself and see if we can try and, yeah. uh, and answer those. And then I would like us to end with the, the, the praise in the, in the, in the, you know, the flowers, because honestly, um, I, I don't want to focus on the negative. We push in positivity in 2022. Um, so just very yeah. quickly. Um, so first of all, I think something that you communicated to us when we, when you first engaged us was one of the things that you really wanted to push was a focus on, a te- on the television audience as opposed to the people who are actually at the event, right? Um, yeah. Of course, you want to have a good event for the people who are there, but the primary focus is the television audience because that could potentially be millions as opposed to the few thousands that, or even few hundreds or whatever that might be at the actual event. Um, well, 100, then the <clears throat> limit for venues is still 100. And they oh, would never yes, violate. sorry, 100. Yeah. I, I misspoke then. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so I didn't have the, the, the guts to watch the full video uh, that went out on TV, but there were some glitches. Um, would you say overall it, it, it was pretty good on TV? I know the post-production video, mwah, but like on live TV, where would you put that? Okay. Um, on live TV, again, it's an improvement, <clears throat> but we're not yet there. Uh, there were a lot of glitches. Um, our glitches around sound, uh, glitches in just having some gaps in the program where you're like, okay, what happened there? And then it's like, no, um, the machine that plays the graphics that say the nominees are simply froze. And now they are restarting the machine, but you can't stop the the program, you know, to say, okay, everyone stop. We are restarting the machine. So the program is continuing. The people that are on stage are saying, okay, all right, let's announce the winner. Now the nominees are, they say it again, and then they look at the screen and and they like snap the machine is still restarting. Windows logo. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so so we had we had those situations. And you know when you've got such a such a because the, the, the whole program was was quite planned to the to the minute. And when you've got such a machine moving, there's so many moving parts, it's difficult to change one little thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, for example, in one of the categories, there's one award that was skipped in a category. 
Now, I tried to put it into the next category to say, okay, before we start the next category, let's just you know, mention that there was an award that was skipped. Let's just deal with that award and then move on. Just doing that would have needed for me to communicate with about seven different department heads so that everyone is on the same page. And then we had a, we had a struggle with our comms. Um, you know, my over over. Yeah, we go see na takakuona uchimanya zvako ino like hi wa Napoleon kuma over over. Tanti na opo kutanga but you know what we had so much interference on them. We ended up just ditching it. Takumanya much. So now for me to run to the balcony stage and tell the MC there that no, hold up, don't go to the next link. We're going to do this and then I rush to the um uh, uh, audio booth to tell the uh voice announcer that okay, so please cue this and then say this and then run backstage and say, Ah, oh, it's okay, because we forgot this one thing and then run. So it was just it was a lot. So that's where some of our glitches were coming in. Um we actually had our our debrief or our uh uh uh, uh I hate to call it a post mortem, but <laughs> we had our post event meeting. Po- post production. Post um, yeah. Post production, all right, yeah. You know, where we were we were criticizing ourselves. I mean, geez, it lasted five hours. That were, were you were you called and that were, No, I did I, I missed that call. Did you get your I call? think maybe the memo. As the as the Adipo next year. Mm, wow. 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 Fired already. wow, Napster. Wow. wow. I thought wow. we did a good I, job. Wow. No, no, it was it was a very high level meeting. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, but yes, in your, in your post production. <laughs> yeah, and and just looking at some of the things that we didn't do do well. Um issues of 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 communication, a uh, big issue. Uh, you know, trying to come up with solutions or research on better comms systems rather than my over over um, issues of uh, just skills gaps. You know, we've got a lot of skills gaps. We had we had a pretty big team, um, and you know, it's 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 one of those things where I look at it and I say, you know what? Of all the people that are planning events in Zimbabwe, I believe I've been blessed with the biggest team. You know, mm. I mean, we had like forty five people working on that night on staff outside of volunteers and you know um and still we had all these gaps mm. you know so there's these skills issues as well there's exposure issues um there's uh, just issues around flow and customer experience you know could when someone arrives at the awards while they're still at the gate how wh- what is their experience getting in getting into the car park getting out of their car getting to the entrance getting into the holding tent or the green room, getting onto the red carpet, getting into the auditorium, uh, getting to their seat and then watching the show or participating or whatever, and then getting out, getting back to the, you know, that whole experience. What was it like? We, you know, scored very low on that. Um, There's, like you're saying, issues of customer experience on TV. What what did it look like on TV, which is the biggest uh, audience that we have? I mean, yes, we may have, a couple of hundred people in the auditorium. One hundred, Napoleon. Mm. One, one, yeah, one, one hundred. Yeah. And then, and then, but TV, there are millions, you know. And if it's going to go on YouTube, there's the residual uh, viewership that comes over years. Uh, so, what is the experience like for them? How does it start? How does the event start? How does it flow from a performance into an announcement into uh, 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 a 
awards, presentations, etc. It's just it's a it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of moving parts. But back to your question, how did it look on TV? I don't know. <laughs> um, I, ho- I hope it looked fantastic. Feed ribom dan doctor Mireling ribo feed. From the feedback that I got, um, especially as the show progressed and we went later into the show, yeah, yeah. It, it, now it was cakes, makeke. But in the beginning, mm. I was. Uh, nah, we weren't given priority then. We, we, we were just and I. And I so okay, two other pieces of criticism, Napoleon, that I'm gonna I'm gonna put live. Then my match no no goods are private. But um, <laughs> one of the biggest conversations around any awards show is credibility, integrity, credibility, and and any of that. Um, yeah. Now you are probably not responsible for the actual selection of the awards, but there's no because director right? Yes. Um, wh- what would you? What steps did you take to try and make sure that there's some kind of integrity or credibility to the awards being given? I think for the most part, speaking on the musical awards, I think most people are like, okay, you know what, everything kind of makes sense here. We understand. Um, but I heard, I heard some direct one of the directors of I think of I can't remember it was film or theater film had some questions. Good, ah, but you know, and whenever people have questions, it's always good to assure them. Good, you know. These are the steps that were taken, and this is why how the decisions were 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 made. Do you have any insight on that? Genuinely, I don't. Mm. I can't speak authoritatively into that issue um, because we are usually completely blind as the events planners. Um, they they try and separate. There needs to be separation of issues, you know. Mm. So we don't get involved at all in the adjudication process, selection of adjudicators. We don't even know the adjudicators until after NAMA when they usually publish the names for the public. That's when we actually find out who the adjudicators were. But that said, um, like I said, I don't have necessarily the authority or the knowledge to be able to defend or, or, or otherwise. But on a general, you know, award shows are are always questioned. Are going to have they always yeah. they always have that questioning yeah uh, side of things and you know you, you arts are very emotive. Arts are very people are very opinionated about artists. That's why you always have this this person is better than this person and that and you've got people who are staunch supporters of this one and they cannot be convinced that this one is also good. You know things like that. Yeah. Um. So when then it comes to awards shows, people are very passionate about the people that they want to win. You know, this is my artist. And there is, then tends to be a belief that everyone should believe it. Yeah. And surely everyone can see it. Surely. Can't you, can't you see that this person is good? But it's not like that. People have got different tastes. And um, sometimes... Uh, uh, even on the um, when it comes to adjudicated uh, awards, the adjudicators have got things that they're looking for. They'll have their criteria, and you know, in in, in the past, when when adjudicators have been asked or the ask council has been asked about adjudication, um, they always seem to bring out their forms and they say it's very simple. We look at quality, we look at originality, we look at 
this and that and that, and just depending on which category they're judging. Um, and so it's, you know, yeah, even I have got my own favorites. I'm also a human being. I'm also an, 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 art, an art enthusiast. Um, and I also get disappointed. Um, I don't think is enough of a reason for you to say because your favorite artist or the person you thought would win didn't win. Mm. Are you saying that there's no one else on earth who thinks this person is brilliant and should have won? You know? And are you aware of the criteria used? So I also think sometimes, you know, we we we're very quick to to say, ah, can I pass an Let's make a sense. You know. Um basically what I'm saying yeah, is about best on outstanding online Ibabo. Ah, I don't know if guys, I don't know what's like that. No credibility. Like, that's fair, Napster. Absolutely fair. Obviously, people have different opinions. And the best way to answer such opinions is this was the criteria used by the judges, and this is the, the mm-hmm. final result. So I think yeah. you know, if the if the National Arts Council or the adjudicators can reveal that, then I think it will silence a lot of people who may have questions. But in my opinion, just on the overall, I think I think many things made sense or seemed fair or seemed mm-hmm. like, yeah, this makes sense. Um the final thing, which is air quotes criticism. Is um Saka red carpet hosts, I mean at now poor gonna VIP, gonna bodro, gonna eh? Yeah, I mean lots of people were complaining about this. I, I saw people. people coming up to me and they were like, But aren't you guys the red carpet hosts? Shouldn't you have a table on the stage? But anyway, don't go to Zibo. No, we just pos- just play opposition calmly and no, no, sometimes guy humbleness is the key. You know right? what the scriptures say. You guys you guys are actually stuff like like us. Water stuff, but could staff meeting at days. All right, all right. Listen, listen. I mean, criticisms aside, I think, I think, um, I, I something I've been pushing on this podcast recently, Napster, is I want to try and push P, I want to push positivity, and I'm trying to say that criticism is always good when it's helpful and building up and all of that, but in all honesty. I think it's it's such a disservice to the hard work that you did if people only focus on the few things or, or rather on that 40% that you you self-marked yourself on, on that 40% when you could, I mean, there's so much to gain from looking at the other 60%. Mm. Like, first of all, the performances best I've ever seen at an awards show in Zimbabwe by far. No doubt. Absolutely. You guys did so well on the performances I saw you were even incorporating people who were not in the room and who were uh, in different places. I think it's something we never would have thought of if it wasn't for the pandemic, but right. Oh, Buddha. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was dope. Thank you. Um, I think, yeah, I think that was, that was really good. Um, I, I think that the night was sufficiently glitz and glammy with the lights and the sound, and the G and you know, the stage was incredible with the lights. And I think, yeah, I think the feeling of glam, a huge awards show international event was definitely there. Um, you had the right people there, in my opinion, in terms of celebrities and big names and balancing, balancing, you know, respected names versus influencers. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Personally, I think. Yeah, thank you. There's, there's, there's the, uh, there seems to be 
a bit of disgruntlement with 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 artists to say, "Aywa, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't invite socialites. It's 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 our night. It's, it should be for the artists only." Yeah, but I'm not my followers. So socializing is going to be an ad. No, yeah, but so <laughs> I I think you you guys already have this discussion. But I'll say it for you. Hamuna ma followers, amu gadri content. So, eh? we need people to make the content. Nice. Who's going to be on the front page of the newspapers? Eh? Those influencers were there on the record with their ring lights. Then did you see them with their ring lights and their phones taking like seventeen hmm. angles? <laughs> um, the performances I think deserve another mention. Um, the Soldier Love tribute moved a lot of people. I. I have personal reservations about. Yeah, I, I like the tribute. I don't like the impersonator. But look, I get it. I understand. So I, I don't want to. I don't want to put too much thought about that. Overall, the tribute was very moving. The 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 decision to bring in the choir to do backing vocals that was masterclass. Masterclass. You should. In fact, you should start an initiative called Masterclass Napoleon, just as tribute to this. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, because you. I uh, the performances were were dope. Uh, hip hop I think I think you knew Kuti Tanto Wavy and Kruger are relatively new to the big stage. So you balance it with bringing G experience. Mm. Now Junior Brown, and then now the ten brought it up. I think there's a tweet that's been doing the rounds. I'd like to get a first an official comment. Um, Holy Ten Music says congratulations to everyone who won Zimas and Namas, even though you know you don't deserve them. Congratulations. So. Ne- Nebster, <laughs> why do you hate Holy Ten and why mm. is he not performing on the night? Hmm. Performing. Hmm. Oh, winning. Ah, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, pa-, pa performing he wasn't available. Oh. Um, pa 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 winning. Ah, uh, that one had nothing to do with it. I don't know, Sean. Uh, uh, but you know, maybe you you guys could help me. Which which uh, which of the five music awards uh, did you want Holy Ten to win? I know I'm not involved. Just, best I'm just, female, I, uh, best male. Just one First of all, Napster, it's outstanding male and outstanding female. Oh my god! Oh my secondly, oops, sorry. Secondly, sorry. I know only ten. Only ten is is the age of social media. You know that's that's their vibe. You have to get. You have to get eyeballs onto the social media accounts he's doing. He's doing what he does. Exactly. And you, you just trend. You know, it's about trending. It's not really about the facts or the real opinions. It's just trend. So it's, it's good. It works. <laughs> um, curious. There, were, there, there was a very heavy Bulawai representation in terms of winners and nominees. Um. I think it's probably safe to say that Wulawayo is the hub of arts in the country, but was there some kind of like deliberate sort of like focus on there or because the performance, a lot of the performances made sure to include Wulawayo artists and the winners was just Wulawayo. I mean, you know what I mean? Which is good. Not a bad thing at all, but uh, I think, I think, I, I think I'm happy to see it. And I would just, I just wanted to know if it's a coincidence or deliberate. Um, I wouldn't call it coincidence. Neither will I call it deliberate. It's just what it is. Um, Bulawayo is very is it's generally uh, big on arts, performing arts, dance groups, and stuff. There's a ton of them in Bulawayo. Um, you go to theater and stuff, uh, poets, and like Bulawayo has got a lot of these 
uh, I think generally, you know, in with with cultures, you know, each culture is strong on different things. Um, I think the Ndebele culture is very expressive in general. It's very expressive. You know, when you see, uh, 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 they, they, they call them Imbongi, the, the poets that like do the, even if it's a clan poetry or whatever, it's very expressive and very big. And so it's, it's, it's that vibe that, uh, that, that is generally there. Um, and I think they do produce a lot of artists. Some then come and get based in Harare and, you know, even start being considered Harare artists. But Blauayo does produce a lot of, not just Blauayo, the, the Southern region uh, produces a lot of um, artists. Uh, I'm sure Northern region has got its own side where it dominates um, in one industry or the other. But yeah, I'm happy to see it. I, I, I love it. I think um, it's good that at the end of the day, we, you know, just call it Zimbabwean. Yeah. Um, they all, we all just Zimbabwean. So, you know, you're, you're coming from Batebridge or from Kariba, um, whether you speak Tonga or Nambia, whatever it is, you know, it's all just Zimbabwean. It would be good if we could find ways of celebrating all of it. Um, it's, it's, it, it, it becomes a bit difficult because, you know, a lot of people tend to then want to just consume their own style, their own culture. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's important for national events to deliberately infuse diversity. Um, yeah, but in this case, I don't, we, we, we didn't really, you know, go into the deliberate, ah, we want to have representation. Some of it was purely natural. It'll just happen by itself. It's, Ko anzi na minister feedback. Boeri. Minister, eh, um, ku high level meeting, tangati chungo, tangati chungo onesa na uti, no, you know, um, uh, for because you see we're supposed to we're supposed to travel, um, myself and Kirsty and 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 you know one or two That's other on, people are supposed on, to have uh, honorable Kirsty. Sorry, but please go ahead. Oh, sorry. Honorable sorry. doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doctor minister. Honorable doctor Kesti Amai minister. Guys, it's near my levels, guys. To you commoners, to me, she's on first name basis. For, 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 your, for your guys' sake, um, honorable doctor uh, minister. <laughs> yeah, I must ask you. There was a very good red carpet interview show. Amazing interview. She was like, "Wow, you ask really good questions." Smooth she, like bar. She didn't say it with her mouth, but I saw it in her eyes. She was thinking, "Wow, this guy really asks good questions." <laughs> was, it, was, was it the tall guy with the black? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was both of us. That's a description <laughs> of both of us. <laughs> Listen, Napsa, hey man, allow us to give you your flowers. Well done. I know it was a lot of hard work behind the scenes. I know, you know, you may feel, <laughs> you may feel like you notice a lot of the things that went wrong and that's great. I mean, you can build on that and hopefully reach 80% next year. But uh, uh, well done, well done. But next time, don't put Kiki Badass on K-Chaps. Ah, poor, poor man had a heart attack. <laughs> 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 
Utaenda You went to gain and back. Ah shit. Ah, my man was yeah. Ah shit. The guy is now the guy is now a meme eh? like I've, I've, I've seen like over 15 memes of him now like ah the jokes have been killing me. Ah the jokes have been killing me. Sorry my man. <laughs> Awasha, thanks Napster. I you, another thing that I want to wen- mention, I appreciate somehow Nama has in my mind at least Nama has always been traditionally viewed as the older people's award, you know what I mean? Um but I I love that there's a nice mixture. It seems to be including the young people. The performances seem to be speaking to both older and younger. Uh, there's a lot of emphasis on the young people as well in in Nama this year, so I appreciate that very much. I think it was overall dope. A lot of things that we can work on sure agreed but uh, overall eh makago nabasa Thank you sir you and your high level team and especially those red carpet hosts mwah hey, well, those are those are higher and what i hope what i hope is i i noticed as well that not a lot of people bought tickets some people did but you know we had limited to 100 and what is not getting through to you yeah but next time uh, that place needs to be full because if people see footage of this of these performances i ngavatenga my tickets we hope so too yeah that that is actually um one criticism it's people that don't necessarily watch zbc were came to us and they're like we we didn't even know these awards were on we didn't even know they were happening and we didn't know how to watch them um and outside of the zbc stream on facebook it was very difficult even like me i struggled to find the link because other people were going to the gateway stream app and they were saying that the, the app wasn't very user friendly so i think also just making it more accessible especially the live component not only to people in Zimbabwe on ZBC but just seeing if you can work with your broadcast partners to have it on your Nama Facebook and Nama YouTube and whatever partners you have so that there's as much conversation going on because the conversation that's happening today could have happened on Saturday you know what i mean during the show yeah 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 but uh, sure. yeah yeah if only if only you you had some you know social media online consultants that could assist you with coming up with a strategy and a mm. campaign a rollout um, people people with awards and and qualifications who work with high level clients yeah. people who've been doing this for years uh, over a decade anyway yeah when well, well, you think of someone I'll let you know Napster but uh you know, are you talking about Bastok TV <laughs> exactly <laughs> lucky needs to be there wonderful thank you well done well done Napster we look forward to Nama 21 which will be in 2023 can you see how that's confusing for us but anyway um <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes sir. <laughs> you, you need to start having two numbers a year till you catch up and then most of I'm a man. Thank you so much for talking to us. Uh, well done once again and um yeah, I mean look, we look forward to the next one. Yeah. Thanks James. Peace. Peace out. Shout out to Napoleon man. Yeah, definitely. Listen. Okay, if there's one thing you get from this, just go to YouTube and look for at least you don't have to watch the whole show. Just watch the Nama performances. It doesn't fully capture the energy that was in the room, but you will get a snippet of it. And if you are not moved, then uh, look, I salute you. Um anything else on Nama Phil or can we move on? We've got No, I think we'll do the full review. Um there's a lot to discuss actually. We'll get to that in a bit, but I think for now this, this section of the show cuz we still have non covid watch then. Let's, let's, no, let's no, 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 Philip. We're skip. This is a special episode. We'll do COVID from next week. 
How can we talk about COVID when we were in a room with 100 people? <clears throat> Wait, there's a lot to discuss, but uh, we'll do just now. Just give me a break. Two hours later. And we're back. So, so yeah, my opinion of the Namas. Um, in fact, let's, let's first and foremost let's tell the story. Uh, there's, so, there's so much need to exclude here. So what I'll say is, Dan and I were called in to do the red carpet uh, a few months ago. Um, we'd been planning, you know, just brainstorming ideas, you know, just you know, making detailed sketches of how we we felt the the set should be designed and so forth. And all of those suggestions were thrown into the recycle bin immediately. Phil, to be fair, we were not called to design the red carpet. We were called to host. So suggestions can be taken or left. That's mm. fine. Yeah. Um, so, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not here to slag. Like, as Dan says, push and pee. Um, there were certainly things, as, as Naps admitted, there were certainly things that could have been done better. There were certainly a lot of mistakes that were made. Um, So by the way, so for the for the majority of people who would have watched online, um, this was this was the overall program. Red carpet. During the red carpet, there was a pre-show that was happening in the main auditorium. Mm-hmm. Is this thing going on and off? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a pre-show happening in with the auditorium. Mokumba. Yeah, with Mokumba. Apparently, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone says. Like that was an incredible performance, second best of the night, considering the final performance. But anyway. During during the pre-show happening in the auditorium, we were on the red carpet, so we didn't see it. Pretty early into the pre-show, pretty early into our red carpet, the feed that was on live TV switched to the pre-show. So we did a lot of interviews that never made it to TV. So I'll make of that what you will. I don't know. <laughs> you know, so... Okay, another thing I want to say, just to, to to save you from pushing in. I'm not pushing in. I'm just going to call it like this. No, no, and, uh, oh, no, let me, let, just very quickly. Look at Dan being diplomatic. Right from the beginning, Phil, we knew what the plan was. Well, not, let me say not right from the beginning, but when we started planning, we knew what the air quotes plan was. Remember we had, okay, we've got one and a half hours of red carpet. It's, we, we were supposed to have a voiceover. We were supposed to have 15-minute blocks. We were going to do A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. I looked at that plan. And it was a solid plan. Mm-hmm. It was a solid plan. Sitting there just like, okay, if everything goes according to plan, this will be incredible. That's a big caveat. That's a very big caveat. And that's, I, I kept saying to everyone, guys, things are not going to go according to plan. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 but this, sometimes that's why also pushing P is, is, is a toxic trait. See, because the reason I didn't want to harp too much on it is because I don't, you know, when people have these grand visions of things that will be dope and great and whatever, You don't want to be the one that comes and rains on people's parade. You know what I mean? But, Dan, I think you and I saw the same thing, which is why I put contingencies in place. From and That's why even with you, you and I, we were like, okay, let's you and I plan. What, 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 remember what I told you, Phil? This is what we need to do. Rest is replans. Yeah, it's there. And we'll do it if it happens. But I'm telling you now, guaranteed it will not so happen. So, Dan and, so and I, I prepared out. for, con- <laughs> we prepared for the worst case. And we're like, listen, worst case scenario, this happens. So, Along with that, something that played into our favor, um, though it is not a good thing, is that we ended up starting almost 90 minutes late. It was it was an hour late because we started at six. So And it, it what, wasn't it wasn't that wasn't a good thing because everything we had planned included a period of time where there was low traffic early on. 
But the fact that but, we started but, late. But mm. the thing is, so the counter to that is because we were now dealing with people as they were arriving and it became frantic in that regard. Once we figured out our system, there was no more downtime. It was just like, cut to Dan, cut to Phil, cut to Dan. Yeah, and that, that, that was hilarious to me because that was the system. There was no way of knowing if you were ready or if I was ready. It was just like, no, but the thing over that, to you, Dan. No, the, I am ready. Over to you, Phil. And, and the thing is like, <laughs> I, I, I even had a discussion with my director and I'm listen when I do the signal, it means I'm wrapping up brief Dan. No. <laughs> They were like, nah, it's fine. We'll just ring it. How is he going to do? How is he going to brief me? I was at the other side of the carpet. No, it wasn't going to happen. But also, no, but there were times when literally someone was running up and yeah. down. Mm. And obviously, we were also assuming that we were told we were getting in ears, so we were expecting to have in ears or just some form of comms. And there wasn't. Where now on the downside is, um, and Napster spoke about it, um, sadly, I think because of the skills gap, um, this was a first time for a lot of people. And, and to be fair, Outside of Dan, I don't think anyone else there had done a live TV. I've done live stuff for digital and I've worked on live stuff for TV or I've watched live stuff for TV. So I know how, I know it works. So I, I was very quickly able to adapt. And one thing when you're hosting a live event, for example, is your director should have the feed in his ear because he needs to know what's being shown to the public and then when to switch over to the live feed. And when you do that, there's a thing called counting in, where normally the director will be 30 seconds to feed, 15 seconds to live, 10, and then you're like at the last five, he's just putting his hands up and he's counting you. And what that does is it prevents the feed cutting to you and you're just standing there holding the mic, looking to the side or looking confused. It just makes for a better product. Very quickly on, we realized there was no counting in. So Dan and I didn't even have the luxury of prep. We were literally just... Okay. Oh, Dan, are you ready? Go. I'm coming to you. Dan, are you ready? I'm coming to you. Bam. It, it, here's the truth, Phil. It was always going to be that. Even next year, with all the work that they're going to put in, it's still going to be that. Because the truth of the matter is, like you said, one, skills gap. Two, Nama, I don't, as, as well as they did, Nama is never going to have the budget that allows us to have everything we possibly need. When I was hearing promises of we're going to have in-ear, that would imply that Everyone else already has their in-ears, including Napsa and his team, the directors inside, yeah. everyone inside. And Leroy, then Ahmad. Leroy's got his in-ear. Ahmad all has. the performers. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's a pool of four in-ears for the performers. Because in all honesty, those were more important than us. Yes. So they, that means they all have, and then we have. And I was just like, that's not going to happen. So that's, There's no way Nama has the budget to buy, first of all, to put together the whole production and then buy like a hundred pieces of in-ear communication and the, the equipment to broadcast. And I knew that was not going to happen, but I did again. I was just like, maybe, I don't know. I was hoping and praying that at least the director would have. And then, so again, the other thing is the director had a, to his credit, I liked the plan he put together. I did like the, the, the way he broke it down. We're going to do this. This is what we're going to start with is I like that plan. Um, and I don't want to spend too much time about what worked and what didn't work. But one thing I, I knew, and we, it's a, I'm glad we spoke about it. Remember, I said, Duval, think of three things that you're going to say when you have nothing to say. Yeah, they are from the jump. From- and Phil had prepared, like, this is going to be our default question that we ask all the people. Gee, all, and I found myself, like, in so many places, like, what the heck am I supposed to say now? Oh, default question. Default question or the default yeah. thing that we had prepared. Boom. And, and that's kind of what left things going. So... Um, 
I've done I've done Nama before and I've done Zima before Red Carpet. Both of those were live TV productions. As 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 shook as you are now, I can tell you that this time was like three or four times more organized than the no, previous I'm, one. I'm, I'm not even shook. <laughs> no, like like I said, because it was pretty bad, but it no, was it was better than previous. As I mentioned to you, Dan, I went in expecting. Okay, I've I've seen the product before. Even in the meetings myself, I was like, okay, guys, this sounds ambitious, but you know what? Let me also not be negative because if if I'm also part of the crew. I've got to have a positive outlook because it's going to affect our, our view the tasks. So I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Let, let, let's see what we can do. And on my side, my thing was always, I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that I do the best possible. And, and you and I come off looking good, which is what I did. I had contingencies in place across the board and we ended up having to use all those contingencies, which is fine. Some of them were a bit of overkill because we simply didn't have the time. So like one thing that Dan and I did <coughs> is we prepared a, a list with factoids of each of the people we expected to speak to on the red carpet. And this is like 50 people, which took some time to prepare. <laughs> and the plan was... We also did... Do you remember what we did? Like like trivia, yeah. you know, Nama history. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, we had all these parts. But what it, what it would require is a bit of a buffer. So someone... The plan was initially the Asha was going to tell us who's coming. They'd come and tell us, hey, we've got, let's say, Lorraine Guyo. She's two minutes away. We'd like, boy, that would be more than enough time to just go, like, control F in the document, Guyo. These are the three top points. Bam. We're good to go. Because all you really need on a red carpet is three to five questions. Maximum. We already have three in the document. And we have our two fallback common questions for everyone. So we were golden. Those 30 seconds, Stephen, hit control F by document. We're not there, guys. It was bumper to bumper. But I, I'm proud of us, Philip. Oh, uh, we, we, we did our thing. You know what I mean? And it was nice to see, the, you know, the staff coming in. Like, you guys, you know, you guys were fun to work with. You guys were professional. You guys handled yourself according. You know, there were many times. I think this is what it must feel like to be a midfielder when you're being marked. And then you just pass the ball. Like, I don't know if he's there, but he better be there. <laughs> that happened so many times. I just, nah, 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 nah. I'm running out of things to say. We're going to cross over to Phil now. And I'll be, thanks, Dad. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, to be honest, there's one thing, one thing that I enjoyed is I really take pleasure in being faced with a problem and solving it. Because that's a skill that I'm going to be able to carry over. So now Dan and I know. Okay. We now understand. If we if operate from the assumption that nothing's going to work, I bet. What can we do? We can talk. There was even a time like, and it, and it worked so effortlessly, where I was rattling off the People's Choice winners. And I forgot one of the names. So normally, like if we were in the podcast, I go like, ah, <laughs> hey, what is that name? Immediately on TV, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yo, Dan, who's the last candidate? Dan had it. Bam. That, that's, how you, that's how you work off. <laughs> or, or like also asking me if I ride horses. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we had to fail. <laughs> okay. So, no, so, that, that, that was actually, so what had happened was, <laughs> so once again, Dan and mentioned we had plans. Like were, we were told, okay, guys, your first link is going to be here. Your second link is going to be here. These are your markers. Please make sure you're together. And when you get this marker, you're introducing K-Chaps and Kiki Chaps. K-Chaps wishes, huh? <laughs> K-Chaps and Kiki Bad Bad. Kiki Chaps. So we were like, I bet we got it. So we get called to that marker. We're there. But it turns out, so as part of the performance, there were horses that were escorting K-Chaps because he's the prince 
about to come and collect his young K- K- was going to walk onto the red carpet on horseback with horses flanking him. Yeah. Which was, I mean, which that's was, kind of an impressive which impressive. Yeah. So, But the thing was, because of the lack of communication, because of the lack of the earpieces, when we were called over, actually what was going on was a dry run of the horses walking up the path. So... By the time they get to us, we've already done the intro. Hey guys, K Jobs and Kinky Bad Bad are coming up. What's this? Blah, 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 blah. We get them like, oh, snap, this is not K Jobs. This is this dancer. Oh, okay, let's vamp. <laughs> hey, Dan, have you ridden a horse before? <laughs> <laughs> so we had, to, we had to figure that out. And then the other thing, through all this chaos, now K Jobs actually is coming. Uh, I think Dan did the intro. Mm. Because uh, you were on the carpet at the time. Because I was trying to figure out some stuff um, with the director. And Dan does the introduction. The crowd starts applauding. The applause sends the horse into a panic. <laughs> and he's like, nope, I'm not going over there. I'm going here. <laughs> so now there's another awkward silence. <laughs> it's now like, oh, looks like the horse doesn't want to get on the carpet. <laughs> but the other thing is we're, we're sharing mics. So K-Chaps now has my mic. So I can't, I can't vamp on the mic no more. <laughs> and then, so then Kiki doesn't have a mic. I had to, that was the one part that I saw on TV where Kiki looks at me and he's like, mic. And I'm like, oh, snap, take mine. <laughs> so anyway. anyway, you know what? It's these small things. The, it's kind of a shame because I kind of like, I liked Kiki's verse on her version of Malanga. Mm-hmm. It was pretty like, I was like, okay, Kiki, come through. Um, and obviously, uh, some the hottest artists right now, K Chaps with the biggest song out right now, and Kiki who obviously is that performance online? Did they upload it to the official channel? No, there's no official. No, channel. There's there's no way that is going to go on the official channel, unless they found ang- unless they did it separately. They did it a second. They take. have to Dan for the streets. Um, Let's just say you know what? What, what what do you think of the performances? Tell me what you thought about Kiki's performance was stellar. I mean, of the inside. I didn't see that part. I was the no. <laughs> No man, the main performance. So the Soldier Love tribute. I, I said, I all the performances to me were great. The only issue I had was with the Soldier Love tribute, and I just don't like that impersonator. He freaks me out. I've, I've met him before. He's weird. I don't like what he represents. I just, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being, I'm just being too precious about it because obviously there's Elvis impersonators, there's Tupac impersonators, and I'm sure they do get paid to perform. I get it. I don't know. Yeah, something I, I about get what it, you mean. Something about it just mean. doesn't sit right with me. I can't really articulate it. It just doesn't sit right with me. I get what you mean. I get that. Um, but it was a very moving performance and it featured Khadija, Enzo Aishel, Manine. Manine is, man, he just needs to land. He's he's already got like a semi-hit with Enzo Aishel. He just needs to yeah. land that one song. He, he needs his anti-pere power. Because it, it, it's also good to see. It was, it was good to see Khadija finally was able to get her makeup done. Yes. Even though we kicked her out. Shame. <laughs> We're like, Khadija, get out of here. We're on the red carpet. We're coming on before you. Get up. Get Get The hip hop performance, Tanta Wavy, Awakiwe, Kruger, and Junior Brown. Dope. And of course, the final performance. Are we going to gloss over it or are we going to discuss it? What's that? How many chances does Junior Brown get in life? Luckiest dude I've ever met. Junior Brown is incredibly talented. That man can rap. That man can perform. That man, but he, he's just, he's not doing it. What did we get? One song from him in the past two years? 
Man, that album, Morning Glory, has been eight years sitting on Pisan's laptop. I think it's not been overwritten for MTC, you know, CCC campaign posters. <laughs> Breezy, can you give us music? Tipe music. <laughs> then then there's okay and then of course there was a final performance. Now, up to this point, the standard of the performances was high. I was like, yo, that was dope, that was dope. No, you're even jumping. So I don't want to spend too much time on this for we need, uh, we want to get to the tribute. No, I want to get to a lot of things because there was a lot to dissect on the night. So I think the, the um, for me the first thing and I discussed it before with you before was Natio was nominated in the same category as Japraiser. Nati O. Outstanding male. Mm. Nati O, by many, obviously, is the little bro to Japraiser. Signed to his label, credits him for helping him certain avenues before he, he moved on and started his thing with ABX and also joining up with Tamuka and XQ and Mushroom. So Nati is like the little bro to not only Japraiser, but to XQ, two legends in the game. So... I was I, I was wondering like how would this be seen? And it kind of played out on the night because I think like Natio has now become well, I think it's early, but he's now on the stage becoming the big bro of his own. Mm. You know what I mean? Like stepping out under their wings. So so it was always the biggest artist in Zim, the Japraise Winky D's. Probably just under them you'd have the XQ Rocky, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, recently at least. Mm-hmm. Um, who else can I think of? Maybe, maybe you, I would put Amara Brown there in terms of popularity and so on. So yeah. you have these who are sort of like these are the the elders as you of Zim music right now. I'm talking of current, not long ago. Um, I think Nati always in that group now. I don't think he's obviously not quite Japraiser or Winky D level. But he's on his yet. way there. I think I think he's moved up a rank. Yeah, one or two years more of this kind of consistency, he's going to be there. You know, and the, it took them way longer to get to where they are than it's taken him, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um. So that was good to see because obviously not you won best male. So, so he, he was nominated in three categories, right? He was nominated in outstanding male, outstanding album, and outstanding song. And outstanding, outstanding song, Handy Pere Power. He lost that to um. Which ja- in Jam the Masters. moment was disappointing, but when I think about it, I was like, you know, that's fair. And it, it, so now my way in a weird situation because they haven't had the world for two years. They 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 couldn't just say 2021 didn't happen, so they had to uh, well rather 2020 because because mm. the way it's, it's calculated um, didn't happen. So they had to acknowledge the people that had works out during that year. So obviously, as you guys remember, Jam Master dropped Hello Mari at the beginning of the pandemic, became a massive hit during and towards the end of the pandemic, and obviously there were no awards there. So you now left with the quandary: like, do we not acknowledge the fact that this song? Was amazing. Do you not acknowledge the fact that Jam Master basically ran twenty twenty in Zim? Do, are we ignoring that fact, or do we try and make a a mix of both? So that's I something else. That- in retrospect, in retrospect, in a vacuum, Hello Mario is probably bigger than Andy Peter Power. Yeah, it's just that Andy Peter Power was an album on an album that had so much, so many more bigger songs. Plus, he was at all the features that Natio did. So overall, Natio had a far bigger year. Yeah, Jam Master did, but the individual songs. I think I would agree that Hello Mari was the biggest song. Yeah, so that's like in retrospect, and because of that, like when I think about it, like as a one song, as a, a hit, as a song that 
controls the nation, the numbers that it did, everyone was being played. Yeah, Elo Murray deserved to win. All things being equal and all things being fair, had Natio not had to go up against the juggernaut, he would have swept the awards. Yeah. So then Natio won outstanding album for Mustard Seed, obviously, an outstanding male because no one did what Natio did in 2021. Yeah. So, but and also, I, I was actually laughing about it. So one of the reasons Dan and I don't have voices. Is we were very biased in the audience. <laughs> we're not even so. I I looked up with Natty after the awards. We, we met up at some after party, and he pulled me to the side. He's like, "Yo, I could hear you guys from the stage." No, Phil, if you ever need me to shoot at someone, just <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna use that. But yeah, our dad and I were causing a fracas. I don't know if you could see it on stage, but we were causing a fracas in the audience. There, we were turning the tide. We made noise. We definitely made noise. Um, I want to actually just take a, a quick, oh, this is a lie. There we go. I want to take a quick look through the awards. If there's anything of special mention to, 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 to throw out there. Um, shout out to Zaza for bagging two awards. Um, yeah, man. I work with Zaza, so good on her. Good on her. Good to see her. Win. Shout out to, hey, Chamvari won Outstanding Journalist Radio. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Chamvari. And shout out to Ahmad for her award. Ahmad also won uh, Outstanding Journalist Online Media for her Amazing Voices campaign. Because, mm, uh, yeah, there's a lot of journalism. <laughs> no, Iwaga, they call them, jur- like, they, everything is journalist, but they, they need to update the definitions. But, yeah, it should just be Outstanding Media Radio, Outstanding Media, whatever. Um, so shout out to Ahmad. Shout out to, um, uh, hey, shout out to, to um, Sydney Taivavashe for winning Outstanding Director in a Film Production, I believe is what it was called. Outstanding Director in a... What's the, what's the correct? Yeah, Outstanding Screen Production full-length film for his movie, Poor Cousins. Two of his movies were actually nominated in that one category. Yeah. Then, of course, the music, we've already mentioned who won uh, Outstanding Male and Outstanding Album. Uh, outstanding newcomer was DT Bio Mudimba. Do you know who that is? Yep. Who else was nominated in that category again? Uh, outstanding newcomer. No, who else was nominated? Oh, uh, Felinandi, who's mm. lovely, by the way. Mm. I interviewed her on that. She's very like. And as we know, you knew who she was before you met her, everything. I know who she is. I've just never spoken to her or met her before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's she's like she's like this, this like bubble of happiness and positivity. I was like, oh. Um, and then there was Outstanding Female, which went to Janet Manoa. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I posited last week. I was like, guys, it's weird to have an award show where Janet Manoa doesn't win. Also, like, it's weird to have an award show where Japanese doesn't win. Yep. <laughs> this is like probably the first in a while. Then Outstanding Artist in the Diaspora went to Tongai, Arnold Tongai Chirisa. Oh, and People's Choice Award went to Winky D. Yeah. <clears throat> so Winky, Winky, yeah, Gaffa, the votes. Yeah, if it's a voting thing, yeah. Huh? It's going to be tricky to not see Winky D win. But yeah, <clears throat> Philip, I'm going to move past the Namas overall. Um, great, yeah. great experience overall. Yeah, I think, I think that covers. Um, very quickly before we get to the tribute, I just wanted to quickly discuss Russia, Ukraine. Now, this is not a geopolitical podcast that discusses the intricacies of European nations and their histories. But just two things I wanted to touch on, first of all. Um, disclaimer, yes, 100% what Putin is doing in starting a war on a sovereign nation is 100% wrong. 
absolutely should not happen. Terrible thing. That having been said, defend your leader. Defend. No, no, no. I'm not defending him at all. I, I want to. The last person, or the last country that can really accuse a country of invading another country and declare it as wrong is America. It's like Zimbabwe saying to another country, you guys, your economy is bad. As much as that may be true, we are not really in a position to say that. Do you get what I'm saying? We can't look at Venezuela and say, ha, you guys had the second highest inflation rate of all time. You guys suck. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so it just, it sits so, it sits you so. Know, you know what, hold on. I, it just doesn't sit well with me. To see America posturing this whole high and mighty and holier than thou, and I, you know, I hope to visit America one day. So I don't want to, don't want to close off that possibility by speaking too much on this podcast. But the American propaganda machine is one of the most effective in the world. Hold on, hold on. We need to get we need to this right. <laughs> it's been a while, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> but we're back. God damn it, we're back. <laughs> America continues to push its capitalist agenda. And look, I'm I, I'm no fool. Like I said, this is in no way a defense of Russia's actions. Not at all. Russia is wrong. Putin is wrong. But God damn it, America, if you don't just say, you know what, maybe we'll set this one out and let others condemn Russia. Rather than being in the forefront. Do you know what I mean? So... <sighs> There's a lot of things about this, my brother, that I think we need to dissect and divulge for our listeners. So I was doing some research because I was trying to understand what is the situation behind NATO. And you know what I mean? When I do this, I try to find unbiased coverage because, you know, the Western propaganda machine, it doesn't rest. And as a result, the coverage is very slender, my brother. So there's a few points I, I managed to glean. So... The USSR or the former state of the USSR feels very aggrieved towards Western nations because they lost almost 30 million people in the Second World War, but it was never really acknowledged. You know that, my brother? No. So outside of that, when the fall of the USSR occurred, Ukraine managed to take some vital ports. That Mother Russia felt we're entitled to because they believe that Ukraine is part of the Russian Union. So, so let me finish my brother. There's that, right? So these are some of the grievances that they had then at the end of the Cold War in the 70s. What, what was negotiated was that the North Atlantic Trade organization. Trader organization. Mm, would not expand one inch to the east. It was never written down, but Gorbachev was told this. But as we've seen in the past 30 years, NATO has been expanded. And part of the reason why Putin was a little peed off is because Ukraine was not about to join or trying to join NATO in conjunction with other former USSR states. Coupled with this and the sanctions and its general neglect or perceived neglect at the global world stage, 
Russia was beginning to feel more isolated. Keep your third eyes open, my brothers and sisters. So this, though it may not be correct, can be argued to be a defensive position. So, okay. Um... Just to make some things clear, there has to be a very clear difference between Putin and Russia. Very often people say Russia feels, Russia thinks, Russia, etc. Mm. Of course, Putin is the leader of Russia, so I understand the thinking of that. With 117% of the vote. <laughs> but, first of all, Putin, this, Putin has had his eyes on Ukraine for a long time. He has said, it actually all started in 2013, at least as far as we know. In 2013, um, Putin went to visit Ukraine and gave a speech that left a lot of people confused because he basically said, as you guys know, Russia and Ukraine are one country and nothing anyone can ever do will change that. Mm. Everyone's like, wait, what? <laughs> no, no, this, is like, this is like your ex gets engaged and you get invited to the engagement party. And then everyone's like, speed, speed, speed. And you're like, thank you, guys. <laughs> so everyone knows me and Sylvia are one. We'll always be one. We'll always be together. No matter what other people say, no what other boyfriends <laughs> or fiancés you or might get. husbands. Sylvia, you and I are inextricably joined at the hip. I yield the rest of my time. Thank you. <laughs> I love you always, baby. <laughs> thank you for this opportunity to give this speech. Anyway, so... And of course, Putin has shown his his desire to expand Mother Russia. Ever for, I mean, the annexing of Crimea is a simple example. Yeah. So this is, a lot of people think that this is a spur of the moment or maybe he has COVID, he's gone crazy or what. No, he's shown this desire for a long time. And that's another thing. I don't like the fact that Western media keeps painting him as this crazy person when he pawned your election. So there's that to consider, first of all. Secondly, America keeps on saying this unprovoked, unprovoked, Unprovoked attack! Unprovoked! Like Phil just explained, NATO was formed as a natural enemy to the Soviet Union. So when or, the Soviet Union... Russia, yeah. yeah. No, it was the Soviet Union. So when the Soviet Union fell, Russia was like, cool. Like, guys, imagine you start a club, like a group of people, and then the police start a task force just to break up your group, like the rap police. And then rap ends. And now everyone's doing R&B. And the rap police are still there. And you're like, cool, guys, um, um, rap is over. You kind of don't need this organization. And they're like, yeah, no. You know, we'll keep it. We like we like the way it looks. We like the- and then, then they move their new, their new station next to your studio. And, no, and then, <laughs> not on top of that, then they, you know, no, we're going to keep it. But listen, man, listen, listen. So we've already got our players in place. We're not going to find any more players. Like, we're not going to take any of your old players. We're not going to expand the team whatsoever. We swear. Pinky promise. We don't even put it in the contract. No, just believe me. Gorbachev, believe me. Believe it. And then, like, Gorbachev's like, bet. It goes back to his people. He's like, guys, listen. These are the, these are the terms and conditions. And they said they're not going to expand the squad, blah, blah, blah. Trust me because I trust him. Trust me. And they're like, okay, you're not Gorbachev. We trust you. Cool. It's not going to expand. I... And then, like, for the next 30 years, you see it expanding. You're like, wait a minute. So, okay, th- there's actually no need to go into all of that because it, it it was provoked. The NATO was the provocation. 
But it would be foolish to think that was the only reason. Putin yeah. has always had this agenda. And uh, I think there's there's been so much so many reports coming out of Russia that the majority of Russian people are against this war. People in his cabinet are against it. We, we've seen videos yeah, of his, it. his own spy chief. Did you see the video of yeah. him getting shouted at? Like, right? are, you, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> Think carefully. How's your wife? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't say that, but his eyes said it. So anyway, so long story short, listen. Russia is wrong. Putin is wrong for invading Ukraine. He's sparked some... I mean... Honestly, this is like I'm looking at this like should we get a shelter? Um but at the same time, the American propaganda machine is in overdrive. So just be aware that America is Russia's natural enemy since Cold War days and everything that happens is going to have a counterpoint and you got to try and sift through. So there's no way a defense of what Putin is doing. Just understand that first of all, America has no right right now to accuse another country of attacking a sovereign state because America done been doing that. Mm. Secondly, America is reframing the narrative slightly from Putin made um, a bad move in response to our provocation to Putin did this unprovoked, unprovoked. The number of times I've seen unprovoked just mentioned, I'm like, come on, guys. In fact. According to the law, I mean, according to the, the, the peace treaty that was signed after the Cold War, Ukraine was specifically named as not going to, or was specifically mentioned as not going to join NATO. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this was just a provocation that maybe Putin was looking for to do what he had always wanted to plan or what he had planned to do all along. So, long story short, please don't, there's always, there's always a balanced view, right? Russia is wrong, but that doesn't mean America is right. America is also wrong. But Russia is just more wrong at the moment. Secondly, of course, the 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 herofication of the Ukrainian president. Mm. Hey, so Americans love war. Zelensky and of Ukraine as a whole. I get it. Showing support and all of that. But geez Louise, you guys. You guys chill out. So that's another thing because well, well, obviously everyone, especially people in Africa, the people that I follow, for the most part, were like, "This is wrong. This is scary." Um, and then I had a, I had a random thought, and I was just thinking about it the other day. Dan. So, a lot of African countries owe Russia, and particularly Putin, solid because Putin trained a lot of our leaders. Yep. Like, like personally, but like, listen, I don't remember what I thought you come use it over here. That type of thing. Mm. And I was just thinking like, it's scary to us because we owe this dude a solid. And if he cashes it in, guess who's going to war? And guess which side you're going to. <laughs> so there's that. And then I was thinking, yo, Dan, what if this, this, this war escalates and then it, it becomes a full-blown war and then we send our troops over, but we've got elections in two years, then the troops aren't here during the elections. And then the elections go a completely different way because the troops aren't here to do what the troops normally do during elections. I was like, yo, this could have massive implications. Mind games within mind games. 40 chess. So, hey, listen. So, so well, uh, let me finish my point. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. Well, well, that was going on. And then obviously the, we started seeing these videos of the racism. And at first I'm like, okay, yeah, guys. That was the next thing I wanted to Let's get some yeah. context. Let's, let's understand what's going on. And then they just keep getting worse. People being denied at borders, babies, 
in three degrees. And keep in mind, it's the winter right now. So Western Europe is already cold. Russia goes all the way around, touches the North Pole, and couldn't as 80 kilometers from Alaska on the other side. As we know, Alaska, very cold. So it's just chando. Russia is just Isn't that where Father Christmas lives? Mm. Yeah. Russia is just chando. Ukraine, chando. Nobody knows Gazirwa. They export their chando globally. It's the number one export. And you guys are just leaving black people out in the cold. And now I've got very mixed feelings. Um, because I am, I am a pacifist, especially political pacifist, to a great extent. I do not believe in war. The concept of war, to me, is still something I cannot fathom. Where you can legally kill someone. It makes no sense to me. But it is the world we live in. I hate war. I hate the prison. I hate the military industrial complex. I hate all it stands for. I hate all that. I've never touched a real gun in my life because of that. So as much as I hate war, I'm also just like, even at your guys' worst, you guys are being invaded. This man, for whatever reasons, is pushing his ideology. He's using a military to push his gross ideology, which at the end of it means that I am a demigod. I can subjugate humans to do my will. Not the will of the people I represent, but my personal will. And my personal will states that Ukraine belongs to me or belongs to Mother Russia. So I'm taking it over. And you guys are experiencing that. And while you're experiencing that, you're still like, nah, but these black people ain't crossing over. Or nah, these black people don't deserve the same rights that everyone else does. And I'm like, damn. Not only that. So there's that element of the racism, which is obviously. Oh, no, I've queued it. Are you talking about the, of the reporters? The reporters, and then just the general overall sentiment that people have. So while I bring that up, I, there's also something very poignant that I came across. I think it, it'll be a good icebreaker. So there's been this guy. He's, he's now become a little famous on the socials because he, he's a student based in the Ukraine. For some reason, this guy's driving a brand new C-class. Yeah, I saw that guy. <laughs> driving a brand new C-class as a student in Ukraine. But you know what, my man? Do what you got to do. Okay? Hustle on. As long as you're not hurting people. And he was, the first day he was talking and saying, yo, if you guys are in Kiev, I'll come pick you up. Just then the third. Then on the second day when he was on his way to the border with, um, I think he was, he was on the, he was into the Polish border. I think. Mm. He then dropped this nugget, which I, which I found very poignant. I'd rather dodge missile. Zim. Zim. Nah, it's cool. It's cool. Hand me a Molotov cocktail, brother. <laughs> Hand me a rag in a bottle. I'm all good. <laughs> so I was going to say, like, first, yes, the reporters who... A place, with all due respect, um, you know, like Iraq or Afghanistan that has seen conflict raging for decades. You know, this is a relatively civilized... Uh, relatively European. I have to choose those words carefully too. Yeah. Uh, city <laughs> where you? you wouldn't expect that. Or so keep it. But this is him choosing his words carefully. He, like this is him choosing. 
Is it, it's like, this place is not barbaric, it's not third world. This place like, is not Afghanistan. This is not a place where black or brown people live. This is unacceptable. You saw the person who said blonde, blue-eyed. Oh, yeah, I got him, I got him queued up. Me, I'm sorry. It's really emotional for me because I see European people with blue eyes and blonde hair being killed, children being killed every day with Putin's missiles. And his helicopters and his rockets. And so, of course, I, I understand and respect the emotion. What you are? How dare they kill our blonde, blue-eyed Aryan queens and kings? So it's clear that while most people would be like, "Yeah, there shouldn't be war anywhere," but I mean, Afghanistan. I mean, you I know. Mean, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, you know the barbarians. They're barbarians. Then now it's like, oh, Ukraine. This man doesn't even have blonde hair and blue eyes. What is he talking about, man? Which is, you know, the, the the weird thing is, Dan. You know, like. One of the one of the blessings or the curses, depending which way you look at it, of us getting a colonial education is in history class, all we were taught was European history. Yeah. And if I if memory serves me, and I think it does, because I got an A in history. Mm. I was really good. I, was well, really good. I got an A as well. Because it's very easy. Like you just read it and then all you have to do is just not forget what you read. You it's, don't you don't even have to write it word for word. History is the easiest A you'll ever get. Easiest. So if I recall, I, I think you might recall. Like, even when we started with, like, Archduke Ferdinand mm. and Kaiser France. Wilhelm. France. Uh, my guy, France. Uh, the, 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 Russian, the Russian Civil War. Bolshevik Marie, Revolution. Marie Antoinette in France. Let them eat cake. You know, there's a common theme. It's that, go, go Europe. And they like writing about them, Jambanja, in grave detail. So nothing is missed. If I would recall, Philip, um, three million people exterminated in in concentration camps. No, and that was just one man. That was one man. That was just that was, was he little. was he brown? No, I be, I believe he also lobbied. Granted, he had brown hair, yeah. but he lobbied for the blonde and blue eye game. Mm. And that was just cool. That was just good Germany. There was another dude in Italy doing numbers as well. My man's in Russia was doing numbers. You know what I mean? We, we numbers man, on the board. We we, we got my man, uh, our king in, in in Belgium doing numbers all over the world. Not only in Europe, but in the Congo too. Like putting numbers on the board. So when you guys talk about this, what the hell are you talking about? So not only so not only the the obviously bias that comes out from the reporters and the people on the news, but just the general global sentiment. Oh my gosh! Every country in the world is freezing. The swift accounts of Russians and blah 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 and yeah. Appropriate response, understood. Why was that not happening when America was invading uh, um, sovereign states? Mm. Keep it, keep it. Dude, do you know, like, just two years ago, no, no, three years ago now, Big T bombed Syria just for Nje. He just told, uh, like, like, literally, remember that happened? Remember, remember when he bombed? I, I don't remember the same level. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it shouldn't happen. I am saying it should, but I don't like the hypocrisy that now that it's a European country being attacked, I mean, come on, guys, this is a oh, relatively oh, civilized country. I mean, come on. So I, it, it kind of makes me want to like call out sort of like everyone's just like, we stand in solidarity with the Ukraine. Great. What about all that? Remember, do you remember what happened to Ozil when he spoke about the Uyghur Muslims? That's another thing because like FA Cup, no, sorry, Carabao Cup, Granted, my team was playing. There was a little gesture before the match. I was like, oh, Ukraine. I was like, oh, cool. Will people not take politics out of the game? Oh, my goodness. In the Manchester City versus um, Leicester, I think Manchester City versus Leicester game, mm -hmm. um, they all came out wearing Ukrainian flags. 
mm-hmm. didn't see the same outrage that Ozil faced when he was trying to stand up no. for the Uyghurs or that um who's the other one? I forgot who else. I forgot. I, I saw Bob Bloberg to a cat getting kicked. <laughs> That's something we never spoke about, by the way. Anyway, the point is the, the point, cat, yo, fam, the cat got the and that was the same week Prince Andrew had to go ask his mom for money. Prince he, Andrew right now is set up, my man's high fiving Boris Johnson right now. It's like war with Russia. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna be thinking about our parties and <laughs> sexual crimes now. So anyway, um I really want to make it clear. In no way am I trying to support Russia or Putin or trying to say that it's okay what's happening. It is very wrong. I just hate that all the attention is on this and not on the similar things that have happened to black and brown people over the past few years. I think there should be a consistent response from the world. And it reminds me that white, white earth looks at black and brown earth in a different way. Just a reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay woke my brothers and sisters Remember Once again I think ultimately What you need to remember My brothers and sisters Is when you leave Or when you're listening to the news Reading the news Ask yourself Who is saying this Why are they saying this And who paid them to say this It might help you understand Some of the, the nuances The nooks and crannies Of what's going on right now Brothers and sisters Because Everyone is barbaric Except America All right. Um, hey, what a busy week. This is a super long episode. And um, okay. We're not going to spend too much time on this. But um, last week we got the very sad news, very early Wednesday morning, that uh, South African rapper, actor, businessman, entrepreneur, um, TV personality, all around great guy, Ricky Rick, uh, took his own life. The. Reaction was very sad from all around. Not all around. Um, I Wait, saw let's th- not focus on those yet. We'll get to them. Let's focus on Ricky Rick and then we'll get to the rants. Um, but yeah, from most sane people, I think most people were very sad because Ricky Rick was a well-respected, um, well-respected person. I... Obviously can't claim to know him super well or anything, but I had the privilege of, in, um, of interviewing him at Castle Light Unlocks a couple of years ago. And I've told the story on the podcast before, but I'm going to tell it again because up till then I had heard some of Ricky Rick's song and I liked some of them, but I, I mean, I wouldn't call myself his biggest fan or anything, but I liked some of the songs and cool. Anyway, um, I was in the interview room at Castle Light Unlocks. Um, I was in line to interview Ricky Rick after his performance. He had just performed. Um, Post Malone was the headline act. Um, Ricky Rick was doing, he was opening for Post Malone. So he had just finished uh, his his um, performance. I went into the interview room. There were a couple of the media houses there. So I was, I think I was about third in line or something. And then when it finally got to me, um, as they were setting us up with the mics and whatever, not even setting us up with the mics, I think, what was happening? Actually, just as I was, as I was about to start interviewing him, he was like, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, what's up? He's like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Zim. He's like, dope, dope, dope. Um, what are you, radio station? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm coming from radio station and Zim. I'm here to do a quick interview. He's like, dope, let's do it. Just then, an usher walked into the room and said, we want to clear this room for an international artist. First of all, how disrespectful. But Ricky Rick looks at the man and he says, my man's here from Zim. He's international. We're not going anywhere. So I was like, are you sure? I mean, I can wait. And she's like, no, no, no. Take your seat, my guy. What do you want to ask me? 
So this Asha is sweating. It's like, no, I need to clear the room. It's like, ah, we're in the middle of an interview. My bro, tell me, what do you want to ask me? And very rarely have I felt seen like that. You know, like my man was like, you are impeding on this guy's dignity by claiming you have an international artist. This man is international. He came all the way from Zim. How do you give him a different treatment to your American artist or whatever? Mm. And we proceeded Stay to have, we proceeded to have the dopest. I have the interview here. It's, uh, I mean, we spoke for like 50 minutes or something, but I have like three or four minutes worth of the interview. Wait, so I didn't do the rest of it. Um, I mean, a lot of it was just, it was conversation that wasn't part of the interview. And I, 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 I might have the raw file somewhere. I'll look for it, but this is like the final cut that I used. And, um, and like from that, I, I, I got this newfound respect for him. Like this was, this is like a genuinely good dude. Like he's, he didn't do it to be even, even to this Asha, he was kind of like, I know you're just trying to do your job, but like, you can't do this. You know what I mean? Like you got to show everyone the same kind of respect. And he gave me, even though, um, even though there's, you know, stigma against Zim or whatever and SA, he gave me the same consideration and the same respect that he was giving to the huge media houses that were there with full kits. I was just there with a recorder, man. I wasn't, you know what I mean? I was just, and there were people there with like full teams and production teams. And he gave me the exact same level of respect and, and deference. And the fact that he defended this whole kick us out kind of situation because, okay, maybe without context up to that point, I had sort of gotten used to that treatment. At Asia, I'm just a young like reporter from Zim. I'm not really doing okay. So you know, whenever we're told go there, stand here, Gigi, I was like, ah, okay, don't go in this. I'll just go where I need to go. So I found that I got this newfound respect for Ricky Rick, and I've sort of tried to closely follow his career since then, because I genuinely felt like, man, this is actually a genuinely good dude. Um, that's my experience with Ricky Rick. I haven't really met him apart from that time, but I thought that was dope. <clears throat> I have the interview here. I, I can play it. I said, let me play it now. It's like three and a half minutes long. I'm sitting here with Ricky Rick. Just killed the performance at the Castle Light Unlocks. So listen, man, uh, you just told us a really dope story about how this performance reminds you of Back to the City in 2007. Yeah. And I'd like to hear that story again, if you could share it with us. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I've always had like a, 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 a perception of how um, a show should be. And when I first started performing, I, I came out to Back to the City. And I was expecting a response from the people, you know. I had dropped like seven mixtapes by that time. So I thought the streets and the hip-hop heads were messing with me. And by the time I got on stage and I started performing, it was quiet. First song, quiet. Second song, quiet. People started milling about. Third song, I got basically booed off the stage. But I didn't stop. I didn't go off the stage when the booing was happening, right? And that experience told me that, yo, in five years, I need to work so hard to get into their space, into their mindsets, and learn how they want to rock. And I went in and did that, and I didn't make it in five years. I made it a bit later, but I was able to go back to, to back to the city as Ricky Rick, as they know him, and give them a good time and party with them. So tonight, coming out here, I was expecting the Meek Mill crowd, and I found the Post Malone crowd. Yeah, and, um, you know, we do shows all the time and different types of shows and sometimes private dinners where people don't really give you a response. But here, people are watching you and really taking in whatever you've given to them without giving you a response. But it felt like, damn, am I in the right place? Am I doing what I want to do? I, you start getting that doubt. And then in your head, I was like, damn. You know what this show is telling me? This show is telling me that I've got some time to do something for these people. i got to figure out these people. So hopefully in five years, I'll be able to do a show like this for these type of people, for the Post Malone crowd, and rock them the same way I would rock a Meek Mill crowd or a 
Ikasi crowd or whatever it is. It's like you always sometimes need like those little bit of motivations to say, let me push to the next level, you know, and keep resilient, you know, you know what I'm saying? Dope. And and Rouge is doing it right now, you know, and uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. It, like a lot of artists, bro, you got to understand, we are some of the most insecure people because when you get in the studio or you start writing uh, some music or you want to perform live, you're really taking everything that's in your heart, yeah. putting it on a song that you're doing by yourself and with your best friend who loves you, right? And they're just trying to uh, motivate you to do what's dope. By the time you take it out of your studio or your little back room and show it to other people, they tell you whether you're dope or not. And if they tell you it's not dope, you have to figure out a way of, of improving. And a lot of people don't figure out that way and they just leave, leave it in the air and they throw it up and give up. And it's like, man, we got we gotta we gotta always we gotta always keep it moving. Yeah. And even like in Zim, I've been to Zim, I went to perform in Zim. And I met so many kids like on the streets, we were driving through the streets of Harare, right? I met so many kids that were like, yo, Ricky, 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 Ricky. And they couldn't get into the show. Yeah. And I was performing and it was at a club. And I felt like, damn, bro, there's so much more to do as an artist. There's so many other places. Like next time I go to Harare, I don't want to just go to the club. I want to be like at an event with new people, yeah. with new like energy and in the hood like Kokasi and Zim yeah, you know man, yeah. and figure that out and like and even if they don't know we need to make them know bro cause like man we're not getting younger but the older we get the more we can we can uh, explore man and not feel ashamed so I want 19 year olds 17 year olds 16 year olds not to feel ashamed of their art dope man appreciate it thank you <sighs> that was the kind of dude he was man so I've actually been replaying some some of my favorite memories with Ricky. Um and I I remember Ricky via email. Um it wasn't two, it was 2008-2009. So after this back to the city. Um I think the first song of his that I ever posted was a song that he did with Gotti Gambino and this was before he went to LA. So if you don't know much about um <clears throat> Ricky's story, I'm sure you could find it online right now because there've been a lot of um obituaries a lot of tributes but ricky just wasn't connecting with the audience like musically he's extremely talented but he, his music just wasn't connecting so he went to la and up with a friend there and that's the time he credits where he like he, he found himself as an artist he discovered the sound and he started making more quieto sounding music and then he came back and then he was very pivotal in that new age quieto movement i remember also ricky being very pivotal in hopping onto the Boys and Bucks trend and helping elevate that crew um, before they went their separate ways, mainly due to domestic violence. But I think that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> but, um, and from that point on, Ricky was incredibly influential from when Fuck Your Lanayas Nafuqua came out um, and his appearance on the Show Love album. That was him reintroducing himself to the South African audience. And even we were like, yo, this is Ricky. Because his sound had completely changed. And one of the last interviews I ever did with him, he was talking about how he had cracked the formula. He was like, yo, I can, I can, if you give me, oh, you tell me you want a trap song, I know how to make a trap hit. I can make an up-tempo hit. I can make a, a quieto hit because I've now cracked the formulas. And the music he released proved that because he was on a tear 
from Fokilonias to Bozonke to Amantombazani to Sidlukotini. That was a run. And outside of that, he was just such a good person. I don't think up until later on speaking to him, um, and partly it is because I think I was told something that I shouldn't have been told, which is a sad thing about the industry, but and we've actually been seeing it again. It's whoever the people who kept leaking information, whoever the people are <clears throat> that that leaked Ricky Rick's messages to his family, to the public. I wish nothing but pain and suffering upon you because that is foul. Ricky Rick left a note to all his fans and it was on his Twitter. That was for us. The messages he left for his loved ones were not to be seen by us. And the person who exposed that, even the person who started releasing news of his death before Bianca and his and his in-laws and his family even had a chance to process it, you were foul. And that's why it was really bad that day on social media because everyone is, it's almost like, a, it's this weird drug where everyone wants to be the first to post the heartbreak emojis or the doves or the candles without context. And then you leave so much room for interpretation. What is the point? I don't, like, I understand people mourning in their own ways. There are certain things people do that I'll never do. And sometimes I try to look at it in a standing way. I'm like, you know what? I can't control how people grieve. And sometimes I'm like, yo, I can't control how people grieve. But to me, this seems wrong. Well, this is corny. Like people that get on camera to cry. I don't get that. I will never get that. People that tweet these messages that can easily be misinterpreted or messages that leave too much of the imagination or messages that just shouldn't be shared publicly yet. Like, why do you have to be the first? If you know the person has died, process that internally and wait for his wife or his family or even a news outlet to, to break the story. There's, there's absolutely no need for you to break that story first. There's absolutely no need for you to have that first tweet because all you're doing is just feeding the, the um, speculation. And ultimately, when you feed the speculation, that's when you allow rumors to spread. And for the most part, we know these rumors aren't flattering. So how are you, con- if you genuinely care for this person, why would you allow or create fertile ground for people to disrespect the memory and legacy of this person you love so dearly? I think it's clear that they they didn't have that feeling or thought about him. Um, one of the so that is one of the notes that I'd also written down. By the way, on people grieve differently, right? Um, we've discussed it on the podcast before because we've spoken about a lot of celebrity deaths and some people do feel like, why do you guys seem to get overly sad about a celebrity that you didn't know personally? And it's something that we've discussed. Like people genuinely build relationships with these people because they consume their art or they consume their content. You get to know the person you, it's almost like, you know, them personally, it's called a parasocial relationship. They don't know you, but you know them. They've given you the gift of knowing them. So of course, if you were a fan or if you enjoyed their music or their art or their content or whatever the case is, if you follow them on social media and followed um, the news articles about them and followed them when they were on TV, you, you feel like you know that person. And especially if that person inspires you or helps you through a difficult time or a particular song really like touched you when you needed it, 
then of course you're going to be affected by that person's death. Um, so yeah, so like let, if people feel sad, absolutely. If people feel like they need to grieve, they must, and you must feel like you need to grieve. I do on the flip side, and it's very difficult obviously to tell who is who, but I, I kind of loathe the people who are doing it performatively, who know that that's what's trending right now. So I need to come up with the most beautiful send off message, or I need to be the one that looks the saddest or I need yeah, to look like I knew weird. him best. Yeah. So the other thing that, and I also have to check myself on it is a lot of people try to overstate their relationship with the, to the person that passed away. Um, Especially if they're famous. Eh? Yeah. So I found myself having to deal with that myself. It's like, I, I, I know Ricky. I have his number in my phone and I was looking back at some of our old chats um, and I'm not going to discuss them because they weren't, they weren't, they weren't deep in it. It was, it was mm. mainly like, yo, like fairly things, you ready for the interview? This, then the third, we're going to discuss this, we're going to discuss that. You know what I mean? Um, there is one time I remember I interviewed Ricky on the red carpet at the Mamas and then we linked at the after party. And then the next day there was a boat party, but before that Ricky was in Guamashu. And he was like, yo, Phil, come through. We're having a, a Brian Kwamashu. And I didn't go because that was the time of the height of xenophobic attacks. I was Chris at the time. I was like, e I don't know. I don't know. Then I'm like, you know, I should have gone. Um, but from what I do remember seeing of Ricky, seeing him as a performer, speaking to him backstage at events. Um, I think, yeah, there was even one time he did a, I passed by a studio session is my man was always a source of positive energy. And there was another um, story that someone shared where they, they hadn't mentioned Ricky's name, but now that he's passed, they felt that it was okay. And, and to me, I, that felt, I felt that was fair. Which he spoke about how his depression and anxiety affected him and how he struggled because he, he took so much energy for him to be around people that whenever he could get some time to himself, he... He, he tried to recharge. And that resonated with me because that's genuinely how I feel. Um, as some of you know, like I also suffer from mental health issues. So it was, it was a, a weird day because part of me understands the pain and which leads me to the second point. Um, I'm not going to mention their names, but there were a bunch of people tweeting out their asses. I think some for attention and some do just genuinely feel that way and are very problematic, sometimes even stupid about mental health and suicide. And people saying, like, maybe people should explain more. Ah, dude, Google is free. But you know, I'm going to say this. In, I'm going to assume that some people that don't know and they, they genuinely want to know. So in the interest of goodwill and advancing the conversation, if you suffer from depression, you have a chemical, a literal chemical imbalance in your brain. So you are literally, your brain is trying to kill you. So, and you need medication to rebalance. There's a much more complex explanation, but I'm trying to simplify it as much as possible. So staying alive is a is already a fight because your brain is trying to kill you. So you then get on medication, which keeps you alive to a certain degree, but reduces your quality of life. Which when you reduce someone's quality of life, that can lead to depression, which is very difficult to stay out of the cycle of depression when you are depressed because of all these factors. So life as a depressed person is incredibly difficult. Now multiply that or add the fact that you're you're now an artist. You have this gift, this creative gift. And you 
where, whenever you feel fulfillment is when you express this gift to the world. But at the same time, expressing that gift feeds into some of those negative feelings that we discussed through depression because your, your art is always being judged so you become very insecure. You have to spend inordinate amounts of time around people so you're just giving out your energy when you don't have any of that energy for yourself left. And it can become a very lonely thing, especially when you're traveling on the road. So I'm not even going to discuss or on the speculation or of what happened. All I hope and pray is that Ricky's at peace. However, people that are calling him less than a man or insulting him or his family or trying to even blame the people closest to him for whatever it is that happened, you are foul and wrong because simply put, you've never walked a day in his shoes. You don't know what he experienced. You don't know what they experienced. You have no insider information. You know as much as anyone else on Twitter. So you have no right to lay any form of blame or case. I know everyone is hurt. I know people are grieving in their own ways. And sometimes you lash out, but please, there's no need to punish people for the same thing that they hurt, you're hurting from. I think that's wrong. And if you genuinely don't understand what depression is, I hope this has inspired you to do some Googling because the information is widely available. And if you're one of the people who doesn't want to understand what depression is, that's your decision. Just keep your energy away from me. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like a lot of the, the discussion that came afterwards was very disappointing. So I think there's, let me, let me start with the, the quicker discussion. So a lot of the narrative that was on social media afterwards was your bullying caused his suicide. Obviously we can never know the full extent of what triggers, um, you know, that he may have had and so on. And definitely to a certain extent, the way people are so messed up on social media absolutely affects people's mental health. Absolutely could contribute to people's depression. Um, but like, I, I don't like, like you were saying, I don't like people who immediately speculate or immediately put out a, a diagnosis. Like, how would you, where would you, how would you know that? Uh, because he had posted a video with his wife, just like what, uh, a week earlier or a couple of weeks earlier in, on Valentine's Day, dancing with his wife and his famously camera shy wife. People were now like, oh, it means this, it means that. Saying some of the most foulest things without any like reason to say it. So a lot of people were referring to that. Now, look, obviously it may have contributed, and but that's not the point. Why are we here speculating about who caused what or whatever? I think the, 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 the point is still valid that be kind, don't be a bully on social media. But I just don't like the way that that was phrased. The flip side as well is, you know what, Phil? I watched a, a section of Mac G's podcast. Gosh. Discussing this. And he asked a question that a lot of people have asked, which was, do you think it's selfish to commit suicide when you're leaving behind kids, for example? And... I realized in that moment, because obviously the, the, the default response that we know to that is that is a very stupid and insensitive question. It's clear you don't understand what you're talking about. But that's the key. That's the clue. People genuinely don't understand without perhaps having spent a lot of thought or having done enough research or whatever the case is, in their limited scope of what they see, how they see it is you have a problem you don't want to deal with the problem, so you decide to kill yourself regardless of what happens to other people. 
and it shows a complete misunderstanding of depression, of suicidal ideation, of um, mental health as a whole, right? But that's it. They don't understand. So they are only looking at something with their limited scope and their understanding. So it's, it's sort of inspired me to kind of give a lot of grace to people who don't understand. I think it's still insensitive to ask that question, especially now, especially on such a public platform when someone is, when you know that family and friends are grieving. It's insensitive to have that question and absolutely foul for that. But we can't expect everyone to know. The other thing that I've learned as well is that because we've been on Twitter so long, it's almost like a crash course on so many things because we we have instant access instant responses to thought leaders in almost every field from mental health to politics, to geography, to whatever, you know, we have instant. So we get little constant reminders and thoughts that have reshaped a lot of our thinking. If I think of myself eight to 10 years ago, I had no idea or understanding of how depression affects people. So I could very well have been just that ignorant person. If I hadn't come across certain information that I've come across in the past few years, I would like to think that I wouldn't be as insensitive to say such things, but maybe I would be over, maybe I'd be thinking it without saying it because I don't understand. So I'm trying to give grace to people that listen. It's something you don't understand. Obviously you don't understand because your, your comments show that you don't actually understand. Even if someone explains to you, maybe you still won't understand. Even if the information's over there because your brain only is able to build on its own experiences, it's going to take a long time to rewire that. You might still not understand. So like Phil said, Phil has explained it. And I think, I, I don't understand how that's difficult to understand. Okay. It's not a choice. It's not, a, it's not that someone looked at his problems, decided, hmm, you know what? I think I'm going to choose this. That's not what, at, at all what happened. I think a good place to start is, I don't understand. Let me start my journey. Take the first few steps to try and understand. It may take me a while, but eventually at some point, I'll understand some of it. And I just hope that you never yourself have to experience it. So, yeah, I think that's what I wanted to say. People are confused. People are, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're talking about. I was even watching. So like I'm saying, when I was watching Mac G, you know how we feel about Mac G, but him asking that question, he was still kind of like jokey about it and whatever. But it's, it's probably a question that a lot of people are asking. It's probably a question that, especially people who don't understand. I mean, if, even if they don't ask, they're probably thinking it. So, uh, yeah, it sucks that we have to have these mental health conversations immediately after such a tragic event. Cause it's, I don't know how, somehow it, it cheapens the actual event itself, which is the loss of Ricky Rick. But I, I suppose that's the world that we live in. Secondly, um, just to quickly address the genus earlier, 100% agreed. Come on, man. The scoop is more important to you than someone's life. Come on, bro. I suppose that's the world we live in. So, I don't really, yeah, I'm more concerned with, so, let me, let me pause my words carefully. So, there's a lot of people who, whose only value or perceived value is proximity to a celeb or an artist or a creator for someone of, of stature. And the way you validate that is with small things. And sometimes even Dan and I do it. 
But for the most part, it's usually to advance the show. So on social media, a lot of people do it like posting someone. Like if I'm friends with, let's say Dan and he's a celeb and he's forever on my Instagram stories, that immediately elevates me because now I have proximity to Dan, right? And there are other ways people show that. Um, one of the ways that they do that and they deal with the insecurity is by going to journalism. Hey, listen, I got the scoop on Dan. Like, I'll be your, I'll be your confidential informant. Just, you know, give me some passes to something. You know? And literally, I've seen it happen, Dan. Can you, a lot of these people are, are simply doing it and their only motivation is Valid, if, if validation. It, it just, in their own mind. Mm. Because at the end of the day, that journalist doesn't genuinely care about you. And obviously you don't care about the artist. So it's a, it's a terrible relationship. And, and sometimes we see people selling scoops for absolute nothing. And that's why I look down on those people because exactly what are you doing here? And it's saddening. But outside of that, I'm happy I got to experience Ricky Rick in my lifetime. I'm happy I got to see him live in my lifetime. I'm happy that for whatever brief moments I got to spend with him, I got to spend parts of my life with him. And I thank him for opening up the way he did. Because by all means and accounts, I believe Ricky was a top guy. I've, I don't think I've ever heard a bad story about Ricky. And that is rare. Mm-hmm. To never hear a bad story. Especially like as someone who was a journalist. Well, I wasn't a journalist. I was a blogger. So people are always clamoring, as I mentioned before, clamoring to give you the scoop. Because I've seen it happen myself. They're clamoring to be the inside source. And I have to tell them, I'm not the type of blogger. I'm not going to do that. And all those people never had anything bad to say about Ricky. The only thing that they had bad to say about Ricky was stuff Ricky later admitted himself, which is exactly why, which was a symptom of his depression. I'm not going to repeat it, but as if as someone who understands what being depressed is like, I was like, oh, okay, of course you did that because you're depressed. I don't, I don't judge you at all for that because he openly admitted it and he was trying to do better. And that's all you can ask of someone. So thank you, Ricky. Um, I pray your family um, finds peace. Um, and obviously I pray your two sons are okay, but thank you. Thank you for the gift you left us. And, um, I think it's fitting. Let's start celebrating some of those gifts there. Shall we, shall we shut it down with the Ricky Rick mix or something? Yeah, man. I think I'm not going to play the old stuff because I'll, I'll be the only one that gets it. (laughs) But, um, I think. Yeah, Dan, let's, let's prepare a mix. Are you ready? Aye. Obviously, this was the, the song that... Um, let's celebrate King Cotini. The whole time, the whole time. Which one is this one? Huh? Let's do it like this. Yo, that's another thing, actually. Ricky's contribution to slang. Yo... Ricky controlled the language of the North, brah. Uh, oh, you just want a bands, nigga, fuck that shit. Oh, you bought the fuck up, pop out of the soap, fuck that shit. Oh, you say you got.
got chains, let me see them sheets But I got for them links ain't real See poison box, we keep it standy There's another one Actually, to mengan Let's start a sack of seed to mengan Let party like a lead to mengan Poison box, we're my complaint Cause I'm a child and we finish with that Pop on my hits, studio mix Pan on my show, action you think in my low Tangle in no ceiling box, action you think in my low Since I'm a chick, put them on this is a fix Pop on my, pop on my name Rockin' Italian gin, killin' the scene Wish you had seen what I seen Open your eyes and baby you seen what I seen Wish you had been where I been Hey, I miss my nigga Brandash. I pray to God I really miss my nigga Brandash. Lord, I miss my nigga Brandash. I pray to God please bring me back my nigga Brandash. That motherfucker would've been poison box that fuck why? Fucking Of course, probably one of his uh, more well-known songs. Songs to come out of SA Hip Hop. My way! Stun on that rig. Damn. This is the most aggressive and violent opening line ever. Listen, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a. But did they ball and I couldn't tell. My honey should look like Giselle. I put them into the hotel. They call in my phone. I switch up myself. Hey, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? This bitch is a crazy about Cosette. My niggas are on, I go lose it. My niggas are on, I go lose it. Hey, I'm proud this radish. These niggas pretenders. You think I let tender. Visit my lemma. And tell them we tryna get rich for December. Ish, summer, September. I'm chasing this money like I got a temper. Ish, shout out to Timber. He told me I got this. I still remember. Ish, la 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 sun. Hey, you got the boss. Tina singing and get gun. Tina singing and get fast. Don't tell me my cars. My nigga just bought a bus. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? I 
This song is ten is what nine years old? Ten, no, eight years old. This was the peak of SAFO. I can't believe it. Yo, damn. When this would ring off. Ish, 
feature or something his was the verse you would look out for you know what i mean like if you saw featuring ricky rick you're like aye, 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 aye. let's see let's see how far let's see how far Nobody gon' shake my confidence I look you That made it obvious Ish, no. One love, all of my donors hey, I ain't fucking with no piranhas I run my lane, look at my fitness You buy chain, I buy business mm, Top billing, you stay shizness Yeah, God's good, I am a witness Ish, Only gilly gilly about to feel it, boy I came back but to gilly, boy Abo ban ban high, sweet boy Mr. Forbes but to Lily boy Only Gilly but to feel it boy I came back but to Gilly boy I think it's time to turn it up there This is cocaine If you guys were not outside for this You'll never experience this again Since you got in Since you got in Don't ask me the price, ain't no go 
I got them for free, they no go. The jungle must be, they no go. See the good thing, they no go. Don't follow me, they no go. So, yeah, man. A slew, a slew, a slurry of hits. Ricky Rick. Hey, man. Uh, at least we get to listen to his music. But yeah. yo, I've got a bunch of, you know, I'm, I'm going to compile them because some of them are, I've had. I've got a bunch of Ricky Rick interviews, some of which I've posted already, some of which I haven't. I think I'll, I'll sit down and figure out what to do with them because, yeah. So, um, all right, let's get out of here, Philip. Um, that will be our music do, segment. You don't want to talk about Holy Ten's new song? I, so I have it here. I was going to say maybe we can end with one of the new songs that came out. No, we're ending with Boss Monkey. Okay. I was going to say, what, 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 did you see DSTV have changed their policy for streaming? Yeah, as in now you can, you have to add ev- pay for every device added. <laughs> yeah, people are seeing flames, eh? <laughs> I feel sorry. And on top of that, Netflix is going up. I feel sorry for my, for my tenants on both. Because guys, <laughs> get your affairs in order. Consider this official notice. <laughs> because I was seeing all these jokes. I I hope my Netflix tenants stay strong. Nah, fam. Get your act together, guys. Um so you mentioned Holy Ten's new song. It's called Gamu. Um Oh well you also load that up. This is not breaking news that the Headies, which are South Africa, Nigeria's hip hop. I'm not loading it up, I'm going home, Philip. Um, we are wrapping it up. We've we've, we've pushed a lot Atlanta. of time. That's an interesting point we need to discuss next week. Which one's that? The Headies. The Headies going to Atlanta. Uh but yeah. Well, in fact, let's let's discuss it next week, because um, there we, were a few we, people countering that yo, Holy Ten, you've been releasing some mod, some mid music. I listened to it a couple of times. I haven't really digested it. You know, what, let's let's make this episode about. Yeah, um, I was gonna say we can return to normal programming next week. You know, there's there's things there was, that happen that we need to discuss. discuss. Yeah. There was a lot to discuss. So, uh, once again, thank you, Ricky, and thank you, Tabile. Uh, wish you both and. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for supporting us. Um, uh, we, we glossed over it, but one of the reasons why we were able to be even offered the opportunity to host the Namas um, is because of your guys' constant support. So without your guys' support, especially our patrons who keep this podcast going, uh, we would not have been there on Saturday, and we want to thank you all so much. Um, for those of you that were eager and keen enough to not only want to watch the red carpet, but finding a stream that worked and supporting us. Thank you. Um, really love and appreciate you guys. And yeah, if you notice any glitches, we've explained why, you know, we did a good job. Still, still. Please believe us. Um, yeah. So, hey, if you'd also like to sponsor Warm Tea and Honey so that our voices can go back to normal. Um, yeah, we need it. Yeah. Twobroketwimbles.com forward slash donate. Hit us up. Like, subscribe, follow, do all the usual good stuff. Drop a comment, drop a five-star rating for us in whatever app that you use. We would very much appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But of course, Patreon is the best way that you can support us. Subscribe. Listen, it's any amount, but I mean, you know, whatever your heart moves you to give. We appreciate it. Uh, and it also helps us to keep things going. Um, yeah, so on that note, we're going to end this heavy episode here. We had a lot to discuss and a lot to go over. We hope you enjoyed it. This is what we do on Two Broke Tumbles. This is your first time coming here. Maybe you wanted to hear about Ricky Rick. Maybe you wanted to hear about the Namas. This is what we do. Um, we'll be back to regular programming next week, hopefully, as long as nothing crazy happens in this week, where we talk about the different things that happen, the big pop sto- pop culture stories, um, whatever's happening, whatever's important, whatever we want to talk about, whatever you think you want to listen to. Um, yeah, so we'll catch you in the next episode. That's right. Um, that's better. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Phil Chad, dating that guy. 
and exclusive behind the scenes pics from the namas and yeah just just be nice to each other guys this is nice. we out